The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Tony Dunn, and not to it, but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. Breaking news, Carolina Panther fans. The Panthers have or are closing in a deal to hire the former Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canales as their head coach, according to Ian Rappaport. This news broke about one hour ago. The first time head first time offensive coordinator with his good work in Tampa this year particularly with getting the most out of Baker Mayfield stood out. And now Dave Canales is on the way to try to replicate that with Bryce Young. The Carolina Panthers are making moves and C3 is here to talk about it. Cody Lack, Dave Canales, the, 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 I guess momentum started to build in this past week. We had uh, rumors of Slowick. We had rumors of Ben Johnson, but that news sort of dissipated. Dave Canales now going to be the Panthers' head coach and really kind of a rocket ship ascendancy for this guy who had been passed over and what he had described as he was upset that he was passed over as play caller in Seattle. He got his shot in Tampa, made the most of it there, and now we've got a nice young offensive head coach that's gotten a lot out of a lot of quarterbacks to try to help Bryce Young moving forward. Cody Lack, your response to the news, Dave Canales, as the new head coach for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, man. Listen, I feel all the momentum has been building towards this the past few days, especially after we found out that Dan Morgan would be the general manager of the Carolina Panthers. We know that they had a connection with one another. And listen, I choose to be optimistic. This is the younger offensive-minded head coach and play caller that we're going to be able to pair with Bryce Young for the foreseeable future. How he was able to turn around the career trajectory of Geno Smith and Baker Mayfield, I feel is very impressive. He's been around high-caliber wide receivers in the forms of DK Metcalf, Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett. He understands the type of weapons to get an offense going. I understand a lot of fans are going to have that type of mindset of, 
you know, well, I'm not going to be happy until we find something to be happy about regarding him. But uh, when you listen to his interviews, you can tell that he's very intelligent. He understands the offensive side of the football. And it sounds like he has that leadership quality to him. So if I'm being honest, I'm excited, man. I know he wasn't the number one choice for a lot of people, but I, I feel like this is a good hire for the Panthers right now uh, at this point in their in their rebuild. CK, I'm going to trust uh, at Panthers 24 underscore seven on this tweet. I don't I haven't double checked these figures. He said Tampa Tampa's offense last year, 20th ranked in total offense, 23rd yards per game, 20, 20th in yards per play, 14th passing net yards per attempt, 16th scoring percentage, 32nd in rushing, 32nd rushing attempt, yard, 32nd in rushing yards per attempt. How does a offense for a team, or how does a guy that was on a team that went nine and eight become uh, the head of the Carolina Panthers? Um, there's two rules of thought. Um, either it's all about what he did with Baker and seeing that Baker Mayfield came in here, had a career year uh, under this offense, and we saw that we were not able to do that with Baker when he was here. So there could be a level of uh, of of excitement around that, or this just tells you how shallow we were on candidates that were actually willing to come here. Yeah, that's a good point. Is that uh, there's been much has been made on this podcast and around the league of how desirable this job was. We talked about the Carolina Panthers probably having to reach a little deeper in the well than some of the other teams like the Chargers who have reached an agreement now with Jim Harbaugh. It's not necessarily the most uh, glamorous job taking over a team that's two and fourteen had the worst offense in the history of my watching football it felt like or the worst team in the Carolina Panthers history on top of that is that you are trying to get a guy hopefully I mean you're gonna have to find a guy that isn't the number one sexiest pick but is a little ahead of the coaching cycle I saw some people mention that this is next year if Dave Canales was returning to Tampa and had another year under his belt and had success, he would be a top coaching candidate in the likes of a guy like a Ben Johnson going forward. The Carolina Panthers have decided to go with Dave Canales, and it looks like that uh, trajectory in his work with quarterbacks has been a lot of it. Cody, you brought, brought this to our attention uh, maybe last week or so, is that mm -hmm. history that Dave Canales of, of success with getting the most out of some of these players, Russell Wilson's statistically best years, Geno Smith off the shelf, a bust of bust, a guy that was forgotten, goes and becomes the comeback player of the year, threw for 4,000 or 5,000 freaking yards, it felt like. No, yeah. 3,800 3, yards. Oh, no. But, no. But that was, so in 2022, Geno Smith went for 4,282 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. Uh, I mean, this this guy, in his time as a, a, a passing game coordinator or an offensive coordinator, he has put up results each and every time. And something else that we need to mention, too, uh, is that uh, he has been very glowing 
of Ijiro Ivero in the uh, in this build up to when the Buccaneers were going to play the Panthers. So, in my opinion, this probably symbols that they're going to look to retain Ivero if they can. I don't necessarily think Ivero is getting uh, a, a head coach job this go round. So. It, it might mean some more continuity in our defense. And, and I really do think that instead of doing a full teardown, like a lot of fans have been hoping and wishing for, this is more of a retooling than a rebuilding from the front office perspective. You promote Dan Morgan. You're looking to probably keep your defense as same as you can. Uh, and now you bring in a coach that is really going to turn your team, hopefully, into a much more proficient and prolific passing attack. Tony, fans are already buzzing of, well, does this mean that we're an option for someone like Mike Evans, who has a history with Canales, who might want to come here? Uh, A lot of different doors of possibilities could open up now that we have a Dave Canales on our team. Uh, some of the concerns, let's continue to break down Dave Canales' success and some of the concerns that people have had with him. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you look at it from the face, those statistics, like I read off of 20th total ranked offense, dead last in rushing in this league, some of those seem like red flags for an offense. But this team really improved throughout the semester, not of the semester. I just, I'm a, just left work. I was in school uh, throughout the season. And um, we mentioned, like CK said, getting the best out of Baker Mayfield seeming was, was a big part of that. But I think if you look at uh, Canales's work in just the, the vacuum of those statistics, it could be misleading, right? One of the things is they continued Look, Tampa Bay has been dead last in rushing for a long time now. They have not been a good rushing team. And one of the reasons that they were excited about when Canales came in that of trying Todd Bowles, a defensive coach, trying to get a more balanced uh, offense. And Canales has been really committed to the running the ball and making that a part of the game, regardless of how statistically successful was now if you look at those stats i think a lot of the problems with those rushing yards or the lack of rushing success came early in the season the tampa bay buccaneers offense what they did do is improve throughout the season i think they won five out of their last seven games uh to then win uh the nfc south again to make a playoff run the Tampa Bay's run game improved from year to year. From the fo- from the previous year, they were averaging about 10 more yards per game in the running game. Now, that's not like crazy. But on top of that, they were at, at, towards the end of the season. I think over the last seven games, the what's his name? Rashawn White. Uh, they're running back. I, I might have ruined his first name, but was getting. Um, he yeah, was that's Rashawn White. Yeah, he was getting 100 yards total from scrimmage. So the, so his success and his incorporation from the backfield wasn't always just in handoffs, but they were getting involved in the screen game, in the passing game. So they were hitting a kind of a 100-yard benchmark for their running back. So you might not say that's a running game, but that's utilization there. And then he was averaging, I think, a touchdown per game towards the end of the season. So 
I think one of the things is to remember is that, look, is that Tampa Bay was thought to be um, left for dead, dead in the water after the Tom Brady leaving. And you see, you see some of their look, their offensive line, a lot of struggles the year before. In fact, this season they had a they moved a guard to tackle. They had a fir, a, a, a first time center, a guy who had never played center before, and I believe either a second year or <clears throat> a rookie right tackle. So yeah, this a lot team, of injuries. yeah, and this offensive line got better throughout the season, right? They found a way to continue to improve. And I think that that's important for a first-time coordinator is that, man, can you just come onto the scene, bust onto the scene, and be the most prolific offense in the league? That's a difficult – that's a tall task. But to get better and better each week, right, to continue – to try to have that balanced offense, to be committed to the run. I think those are some things that are to put some of those statistics in perspective. Baker Mayfield's top season as a quarterback. On top of that, I think we what we need to really consider here is some of the statements that Dave Canales has made about how an offense and a team should run. And I think what we hear is that he understands the importance of being under center. He understands yeah. the importance of running the ball to keep secondaries off, uh, you know, on uh, honest. But what he is not is, I feel like, ideologically handcuffed to a style of football. What he has been articulate in is trying to make an offense. We don't want to say quarterback friendly, I would say quarterback specific, player specific, and that is trying to find an offense that caters or what he says makes your quarterback comfortable to where he can then play fast. And look, Baker Mayfield, he is that kind of Brett Favre, gun it downfield, take risk type of player. That's what he that's where his strengths are. And what they did is they built an offense that catered towards Baker Mayfield's strengths. One of the concerns, Cody, about yeah. Dave Canales that people have articulated is lack of pre-snap motion. Yes. Right? We talked this about this a lot when it came to the Carolina Panthers. We were hoping this past season with Thomas Brown coming from that Sean McVay system would have some of those looks and some of those kind of wrinkles to the team. But there was a lot of criticism of Frank Reich's offense when it came to the static routes, the kind of traditional, you know, setup of some of it. Dave Canales' offense, do you think it's too simple? No, I wouldn't say too simple, Tony, but you just mentioned how he's able to match the personnel and the style of the offense to what will best produce points. And if you look at some of the guys that he's had that he's been able to coach, right? You think of Mike Evans. You think of Chris Godwins. They do a good job of getting the football out to the running backs. Uh, This is a team that has the opportunity to do some of those things, and they had the luxury of not being able to have to do so much uh, you know, speed and motion and things like that. I think the the talent level of our team is something that he should be able to adjust to. And that's why this offseason is so important. And it's such a good thing that now we have our GM and head coach 
in tow so now everyone can look forward to the free agency period, identifying what type of receivers that they need to genuinely upgrade this offense, be it uh, through the free agent period or through the draft, targeting someone that will be able to come in and be that number one type of receiver for Bryce. I think that's one of the most important things for this entire organization going forward this, you know, this, uh, this off season. So I'm not necessarily worried about the lack of motion because I think the results speak for themselves. He was on some very prolific offenses in his time as a passing game coordinator and as an offensive coordinator. Uh, I mean, he's had some good quarterbacks. He's been able to coach as well. But thinking of how much we've invested into Bryce Young at this point, you know, in in our rebuild, you had to have someone that was going to put Bryce in a position to be successful. And looking at his track record with other quarterbacks, he seems like the type of guy that could potentially get the most out of Bryce and help him with some of the struggles that he was having last year. Uh, and, And I think that's one of the, the the biggest point of optimism for me when it comes to Dave's hire. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast, breaking coverage of the Carolina Panthers selecting their next head coach. This will be the third head coach chosen by David Tepper and now trying to find a way to create some positive momentum going forward. CK, one of the things that people, um, again, we can look at these statistics in a vacuum. We can look at some of these things in just isolation. Are these buzzwords? Are they they real uh, critiques and criticism? One of the things that I have read is that the pre-snap motion was something that wasn't catering to Baker's style of play. And that's why it wasn't a part, not because he wasn't comfortable or, or capable or his offense wasn't like that. How do you see Dave Canales trying to continue to cater to his talent? You brought this up. Baker Mayfield couldn't get it done in Carolina. Man, he's what on his fourth team now from the Browns. They felt like they couldn't get over the hump. He goes to Carolina, a discard gets uh was terrible here or at least part of the terribleness somehow he goes to the rams and throws like a 500 yard passing game or five touchdown game and one on his first day a cast off again and tampa bay he got a lot out of him your thoughts on him being able to cater to that personnel um i think that his ability i it what was what happened in tampa bay Granted, the numbers of total offense and uh, you know rushing offense may not be flashy, uh, but what he was able to do with Baker Mayfield was nothing short of miraculous, right? We saw Baker Mayfield when he doesn't have things tailored to him. And now whether it just happened to be a good match or whether it was Canales being able to scheme an offense that was going to allow his quarterback to thrive. Those are questions that I think we're going to have to wait and see. Um, This was his first time being an offensive coordinator. Uh, And so there isn't a specific, um, there's nothing we can point to, to say that there's evidence beyond one year that he's able to do this. I am reluctantly optimistic about this. Um, Mainly that run game, in my opinion, is going to be a key part of what is going to allow Bryce Young to be successful. 
And if he is not able to scheme a run game that is going to allow Bryce not to have to throw the ball 40 times a game, I don't see how this is going to help him. Now, if you're a believer in Bryce, that's the question mark. If you're not a believer in Bryce, then this is going to open up the potential for a guy who has a big arm down the line to be able to come in here and have uh, immediate success under an offense run by Canales. I just don't know that there's enough evidence to support his ability to do what's necessary for Bryce Young to be the guy moving forward. Well, again, everybody's going to nitpick this. Uh, you know, I, I understand. I think we all understand that he wasn't the first choice for a lot of people. Um, but again, and we played this last time we were live, but uh, to what you were saying, CK, about him yeah. being able to, to change and uh, adjust, I wanted to play this video clip of uh, Dan Canales speaking exactly about his ability to change and what type of offense he's been uh, been in. Tony, I wanted to take a real quick moment to uh, highlight some action we've got going on. My man, D, always showing the love. Uh, became a brand new member on YouTube. D, you, you know we appreciate you, brother. Uh, in a little bit, we'll let some people on and react with us, and I think we're going to do some cat calls as well. And then Jerry with the 499 says, I feel McVeigh revitalized Mayfield before going to Tampa Bay. Canales is a rookie head coach. Dan Quinn would have been better. I disagree with you there, Jerry. Um, yeah, I mean, I think if any of the defensive names that started to buzz right at the Vrabel. last second were Vrabel, but I saw a clip today of Vrabel on Bussing with the Boys where who's the guy who that's is, not uh, Taylor Lewan? Uh, Taylor Lewan and um, who's the other guy? I'm blanking. I was blanking. Straight, they were straight ready to, he was gonna, like, he said, I'll fight you right now. Yeah, right. Like yeah, I mean, like he's the guy who's like, you can't be. They said, uh, Taylor Juan, Luan said he had his money on the other guy. And, and Vrabel said, we can go right now, move these mics out right now. Yeah. So I just wonder if Vrabel was just going to be too much. We saw, heard some murmurs of his ego coming in, or, but this is really, I think, the Carolina Panthers are making a commitment. And we saw that I'm, I'm on the board of why Dan Morgan, I know exactly why Dan Morgan was promoted to football, president of football operations and um, general manager, because Dave Tepper needs to be a hundred percent assured that the front office is fully committed to Bryce young and trying to get him a successful future in Carolina, whether that future pans out or not, we can't say, but he needs right. to be assured that the front office believes he is the future. And whoever their co coach they were going to hire needs to believe that, too. Here's Dave Canales talking about his offense. Just some context to the question. The, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had been a lot more successful running the football and the the question was, did they make that a point in their training and, and during practice to pound the rock? I, I never really go into a game saying we're going to pound the rock or saying, hey, we're going to spread it out and rip them. I try to go into the game and say, what are they giving us today? And then, you know, this was going back to Pete, you know, the way that he trained me. He was like, you know, we were always known as a running team, you know, playing good defense and a running team. But for him, he was never telling our coordinators like, hey, you got to establish the run. That was never his message. He was like, 
I don't care about that. Score points. You know, take what they're giving you. And the guys that I respect around the league, you know, I won't start rattling names because I'll miss somebody. But the guys that I watch and that I respect around the league, that's what they do. You know, and if it's a day where we're moving them up front, the backs aren't getting tackled and we're getting sixes and sevens early, man, it's going to be a good running day. You know, and if it's a day where, you know, they're defense is a little bit off in their coverages and guys are getting open. The quarterback's in rhythm. Our protection looks great, man. We can go attack them in the pass game and get yards and points. So I try to approach it that way. Um, but I'm glad the guys were fired up about trying to get after him in the run game. Um, that's the, that's the attitude we want, you know? Yeah, man. I, I love it. Tony. I, I've said that the more that I hear him <laughs> talk about offense and, and how he views things, I, I love it, man. I think our offense gets so stuck. In recent years, uh, I really like how he talks about football, how he sees the football field. And uh, I think, again, I know it isn't necessarily evidence, CK, but I think that in a in a short amount of time, hearing him talk about his ability to just adjust to whatever puts up points makes me a lot more hopeful that he'll be able to make some of these midseason adjustments that we've basically failed to see other Carolina Panthers head coaches make uh, in the very near past, you know. So, and, and by the way, shout out to our man D for gifting five memberships to the C3 fam. What a D, great you gift. Know we love you, brother. You're the man, dude. D Sanford, uh, supporting yeah. us for a dollar 99. You can continue to help us create content like this. Breaking news that the Carolina Panthers are hiring Dave Canales. Uh, I wanted to also remember, remind the numbers 252-228-5098. We're about to open the show up to fans. I do want to talk about this real quick before we do that. Uh, Connor Orr, Sports Illustrated, wrote this uh, piece called Dave Canales' Journey from Cowboy Boot Salesman to NFL Head Coach Candidate. And what he does here is talk about some of the things that he has done in uh, Tampa Bay and one of the as a first year play caller. Now, these are it's kind of two ways to read it. Do you get the most out of Baker or did you just get a offense that was really easy and just ripping it downfield to Mike Evans? Like, hey, how do you stop a guy who's 225 pounds, six foot five and can, and can catch the ball? This is what uh, Connor Orr talked about in some of the success and some of the things that they you can see in this offense. He writes, Mayfield could always rip a football hitting deep outbreaking routes better than most passers in the NFL. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were incredibly experienced and cerebral. Harold Goodwin, the run game coordinator and assistant head coach, had the ability to create a running game that suited Rashad White out of the shotgun while featuring an athletic offensive line and marry that to a quick passing game that Tampa had installed to manufacture touches for their best receivers. Gone was a lot of the duo-based running game that the Buccaneers have featured during their Super Bowl run. In the scheme, there seems to be flavors of Dallas and Brian Schottenheimer, Minnesota and Kevin O'Connell, Seattle and Shane Waldron, Green Bay and Matt LaFleur and Cincinnati and Zach Taylor. But the personal touches appear to come in ever in the way Canales sets up a defense for failure. Evans and Godwin can run any route available. And because of that, they have run almost every variation out of every personnel setup, forcing defensive backs to hesitate Love at the it. moment when a receiver commits to one direction. It's a philosophy, he writes, that is more commonly used out of necessity by teams that don't have players like Evans who could win on most routes. 
Canales, like Ben Johnson in Detroit, has taken that theory and applied it to more elite playmakers. He goes on and he continues to cite how this happened or it could be seen on Christmas Eve against the Jacksonville Jaguars where Evans was getting into his routes and slashing a like a slashing guard approaches the paint, dribbling with his eyes ahead, moving defenders mentally first. Evans looks confident because each route begins with an identical preamble, placing the defender in a similar situation, similar to a goalkeeper during a penalty kick, right? They have to forcing them to make an educated guess. He goes on and basically celebrates how one of this play designs, how this play design, he goes on. This is really kind of the meat of what he's talking about right here. He said on a touchdown right before the half, Evans was lined up wide to the left. There was less than a minute remaining. So the Jags were protecting the sideline. Evans started chugging up field up the field, blanketed by two defenders, one preventing him from breaking toward the sideline, running a route. He and Mayfield seemed to hit unconsciously with regularity and one buffering him from breaking toward the middle. So they're bracketing Mike Evans. They know that's what they like to do. And Canales has been open about saying you have to build. You got to have a starting point for an offense. You got to have a guy, some guys right there that you think this is how our offense should flow when it is flowing, right? When we can take the stakes. Canales call had tight end Cade Otten also on the left side, running a much slower developing route, outbreaking route. The break in Otten's route synced up perfectly with a decision point in Evans' route as to whether he would muscle the sideline, break in, stop and turn, or keep going vertically. The Jags defender protecting Evans from breaking inward had to, well, he he writes, darted towards the wide open, Otten vacating the middle of the field entirely. Now all that remained covering one of the best receivers in football was one defender shielding the sideline. So I think this kind of play design, Mayfield then goes on to to hit him for a a touchdown pass right here. So I think you can see, like he says, that, well, look, Canales simply has a knack for executing some perfect deep shots in critical situations. So one of the things I think is, I think that Dave Canales' offense is simple. But I think football can be simple, too. And one of the things we have been missing in this spread them out offense that we have run now for what? Four years going back to Joe Brady and Teddy Bridgewater was a downfield passing attack. And Canales wants to push the ball vertically. They're committed to that. My last question before we move on to some of the other things is, and you can respond to some of the things I read there if you'd like, is is this too determinant on having some freaking awesome weapons? Well, I think that's everyone's fear right now is that we are completely lacking of a Mike Evans type of a player. But again, that's also why you have this optimism from some Panther fans that maybe uh, seeing as how Dave is the perfect guy to understand the importance of a Mike Evans, who also happens to be a free agent, I believe that he would go out and potentially pound the table to bring Mike here to be that veteran. If it, the entire career in Tampa Bay to go to a division. You, let me tell you why. Well, again, it hasn't been as I would say this. If he has a great trust of Dan Canales or Dave Canales and what he's able to build this offense 
into. And the fact that he could be that go-to guy for a young wide receiver, yeah, I really do think that it is possible. I don't know if it's guaranteed to happen, but yeah, especially now seeing what they were able to do with Baker Mayfield and that offense last year, yeah, that would not surprise me at all. And if we look at Bryce last year, he was overthrowing a lot of those receivers. So again, it's that mindset that if you have a bigger body receiver with that wider catch radius, that it's going to benefit Bryce on some of those throws. But Tony, you were mentioning um, just uh, how he's able to get guys open. Uh, Mike K also put on Twitter that he spoke with a veteran NFL position coach who says Dave Canales is an excellent play caller. He brings a lot of energy to the meetings with players. He's very positive. He's an uplifting kind of guy. He's easy to get along with, easy to talk to, easy for guys to play for. Uh, he says about his offense that he's very sophisticated on his screen packages, play action passes, and more importantly, marrying the run game and the pass game together. They say that he's one of the best young minds in uh, in football today. He would go on to say, I can't believe that he just called plays for one year with the product that he was able to put out in Tampa. He's very impressive. Uh, he's the right type of guy to go through a rebuild with. So marrying the run in the past, being an aggressive offense, as you were kind of outlining in that article, uh, I think this could be the perfect thing for us. And hopefully he has that right eye to identify the right type of receivers to be able to bring in this offseason, which is so important. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast coverage of the breaking news that the Carolina Panthers fired Dave Canales of the former offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as their new head coach. Only one year of experience calling plays, right? Now he's going to have to take over a team that has been in disarray, that is in shambles, but trying to find a direction with Bryce Young as their future. The number's 252-228-5098. We encourage you to smash the thumbs up button, subscribe to the show. Thank you for all the people in the chat today that are contributing. Thank you to D. Thank you for the super chats. And remember, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. One of the best things you can do right now, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're watching on Twitter, hit the repost. Make us the most reposted tweet in the history of Twitter. Screw Mr. Beast. He lives in my town. Maybe we need Mr. Beast to repost our Twitter, right? Maybe you should just all y'all just tag Mr. Beast in this. Hell, just <laughs> drop the link. We need to get to fans. We want the fans to be the drivers of this conversation. This is a community-based discussion. Cody, why don't we go ahead and start thinking about bringing in some fans to get some reaction about the Carolina Panthers trying to find their next head coach. Now, to me, there is a little scary part of this is this is an unknown. This is such an unknown. I don't want to say inexperienced because he's been 14 years Going back, to, he was on Pete Carroll's staff going Look, all the way back to USC. He is inexperienced as a head coach. This yeah. is going to be his first foray into this. And the fact that we've already been through so much, like you're asking a lot of a first-time head coach. It makes me wonder what assurances have or haven't been made to him. Uh, but, yeah, look, let, let's take a couple cat calls, and then oh. we're going to open up some uh, – we're going to open it up for people to join the show 
and actually join via StreamYard. Uh, in fact, I'll go ahead and post the link in the chat room right now so people can start to funnel in. Uh, I know I got my boy Anthony in the background. He's waiting to get in on this. But, um, yeah, let's uh, jump into some cat calls. The number is 252-228-5098. As Tony rushes to get the calls going. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like and a three and a four and a who's that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his nose? Who's that kid that can use one? Come on, baby. Of course. Of course it does this. You put me on the spot. Oh, yeah, to load up. <laughs> it didn't again. It's like it's always. Hey, I'm not a DJ. I'm a history teacher, guys. Hey, C3. This is your girl, Kristen. Damn, it's been a minute. I'm sorry <laughs> about that, y'all. I've missed you. I've just been sick as hell the last two weeks, but thank God I'm finally over the ick. I just, I don't get agree with winter, apparently. <laughs> Anyways. Same. I want to call and voice my opinion on the new hire for head coach Canales. I think I'm saying his last name right. Anywho, um, I'm actually pleasantly surprised. I was thinking I was cheerleading for Munkin because honestly, I didn't think we can score a younger head coach. So I'm surprised and I'm okay with this pick for sure. And not a surprise. There are fans who are hating on this. I don't get it. Yes, Ben Johnson, Slovic, such a, you know, a handsome and prettier selection, but they weren't a handsome here, dude. and you all know that. Yes. Um, from what I have read up on this dude and his game, I like the guy, and that's pretty much all I really want to say about that. Um, oh, I didn't get to call in about that, or so here's my delayed, yay, he's out of here, and I wasn't surprised. <laughs> I called it on Morgan, and I'm not going to hate on that. I'm neutral with that. But anyways, everyone who's just not feeling this Canales head coach hire, give it some time. You know, that's all we really have because it's going to be a long while until we get to where we need to be. Anyways, um, keep pounding y'all, and talk to y'all soon. Peace. Keep right. pounding. Great call. Yeah, happy uh Kristen's been under the weather, so she's on the mend now, feeling better. We're so happy to hear that, Kristen. My mom's had the crud as well, too, so it's been going around. I'm glad you're doing better. Uh, do you have any more calls, Tony? Yeah, we do. We'll take one more short one. We've got four calls, but we'll do one more short one, and then we'll bring in D. Just hey, boys. How's it going? I just got the news. Paisan. Just hired that Canellas guy. You know, two weeks ago, I don't know who the fuck this guy was. Still don't know who the fuck he is. So I'm not really that excited about it. Probably going to need a blue chew. A little dicked up to get excited about it. <laughs> uh, I mean, Cody seems to like him. Cody kind of knows what the fuck he's talking about sometimes. So, you know, I'm going to – I'll stay even keel. But, uh, yeah, I just want to put in my two cents, even though nobody gives a shit. But, uh, yeah, hopefully this works out. Hopefully this works out. Yeah, I mean, at least the guy's in good shape. You know, not like fucking Matt Rule looking built like a fucking guinea pig. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? All right, I gotta get back to work. 
All right, that we're gonna is... need to do some research. Is Canales uh, Hispanic? Yes, because, yes. Because, oh, so then his parents were his grandparents were immigrants. Um, and this is really, I'm going to suggest you guys read this Dave Canales' journey from cowboy boot salesman to NFL head coach. Um, <laughs> and it cool. talks about how his, you know, he's kind of wondering about his career when Pete Carroll left uh, USC and then went to Seattle. Um, and he was ultimately, his, but basically his grandfather was a, um, immigrants. His grandparents were immigrants, and they started a church. Uh, so, oh wow, but, really? yeah, yeah, and that so, grown dude, the, that the, congregation the, to three thousand people. The second the, uh, Hispanic American coach in Panthers history. How about yeah. that? And right. he also wrote a book. Who oh, did? hey, hey, listen, hey, grandfather. Now. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, Not look, he's a, uh, a he's a he's a very learned dude. Kristen said in her call. He might not have been one of the sexy picks, but hey, I'm as straight as a board. I'm just saying that's a handsome dude. Okay. The dude's in good shape. He's got strong shoulders. I'm just saying I'm not hating on him, man. Uh, but hey, let me bring in some of the incredible fans of the C3 podcast, man. We got my man D from Sanford in the building. D, how you doing, bro? Oh, what's going on, homie Cody Lack? C3 family. <laughs> The great Tony Dunn. Go Dizzle. Everybody need a G, baby. Hey, Kristen Ladane, I'm glad you're feeling better. Hey, that effing guy. And, and shut the hell up. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> I've been on such an emotional roller coaster in the last four days. Okay. So we get through the weekend. Then we start talking about Mike Vrabel coming into town. But first, I was sold on Dan Morgan about Dave Canellis and their relationship that I was convinced Canellis was coming. Then not even 24 hours later, I'm about damn convinced the only thing that was going to save us was Brabel after talking to the guys on Spaces. Then I wake <laughs> up this morning, and now Canellis is about to sign a deal. So yeah. forgive me if I'm a little shaken, but I'm excited because one thing this organization needed was a joke. We needed some. We we needed something, something like something we could hang on to. Nobody was really thrilled about Frank Wright, with good reason, track record and so forth. Matt Rule, there was nothing to really be excited about. Canellas, I'm taking the approach that I'm taking with Dan Morgan. I'm with you until you lose it. Like I mean, what other choice do we have? And I don't want to say it that lowly, but yeah. we really, you know, we weren't going, go, we weren't don't getting no choice. <laughs> we ain't got you no choice. So, yeah, I, mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Technically, in a way, we got the smart kid in the slow class. No offense to anybody. <laughs> but for some reason, the whole idea that Geno Smith's career was resurrected. Some people arguably give Canellis a hand in Baker. Some people say McVay, potato, potato. I've seen yeah. quarterbacks that people were ready to give up on or just yeah. stash at the end of the bench. Yeah. And they became starters and re revitalized their career and got teams to at least start bridging into a way of success. 
So, yeah, indeed, it makes me feel it makes me feel better that Canales comes from a, 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 a quarterback that did just that. Nobody yeah. thought anything of Geno Smith, and then he's turned it on to save his career. And I like that Dave had his hand in that too. Right, right. And see, at least even though we don't have a head coaching track record, and he hasn't been but a play caller, I think for maybe a year, we have at least seen that people that he's had his hands in have improved. Yeah, also, sure. before I got on here, I had got on CBS Sports and they had just did a quick little thing about it, Jonathan Jones. And he said when he went down to do a um, USA Today article with Baker Mayfield, he said Baker Mayfield couldn't say nothing but great things about Canellas. And also other people amongst the NFL think that this could actually be a great hire for us. Yeah. And well, until I'm shown different, I'm going I'm gonna watch and see. Yeah. But yeah. right now, today, because at least we tried to do something, we at least tried to spit some kind of life, some kind of fresh blood into the system. I am highly excited and I'm highly supportive of the hire. And now if we can just evaluate talent correctly as far as draft picks, free agents, practice squad, and so forth. Oh man, it's I'm yeah. I'm a there, There's so many reasons to be optimistic. Uh, yeah. I know. Hey, I know. I got some boys uh, uh, taking uh, some time off from work. Let me get my man's uh, Anthony and White Chocolate Espresso in the building. Boys, what up, man? What's up? What's up? Yo, yo, Anthony, how you feeling, man? And look, uh, look, we're all being optimistic, but here over here at C3, man, we don't tell fans how to be a fan. If you think this is a bum hire and think that we really messed things up, let us know, man. We want to know what everybody thinks, really thinks about uh, Dave Canales. Anthony, how you, how you feeling about it? Um, to be honest with y'all, man, I got no expectations, kind of like with Dan Morgan. Um, I like what he did with Baker. Um, I brought this up um, on the call um, when I called into the show, I just don't know if he's ready for all this yet. This roster is terrible. And no matter how he is the first year, he needs a pass because of the people that dismantled it from the previous seasons. Um, I was just talking to someone, one of my close buddies who got, talks to some people. And he basically said that we did this because Tepper had no great options. And that's what I suspected the whole time. He had to get an offensive guy that believed in Bryce Young. That's all fine. Um, I didn't realize that Tampa Bay's offense was kind of middle of the road. Um, So, you know, I'm not as optimistic as most people are. I just don't want to be hurt again by getting my hopes so high up. I'm going to take a different path on this opinion this time and we'll see what happens um but again i do want to preface that we don't have the receivers that tampa bay does or the pass blocking offensive line so he's really got to go out and um try to get some receivers man that's really the first priority um but other than that, I mean, I'm kind of iffy with it a little bit. Like, I did like – I do like Canales. Um, I like the way he speaks highly about football and 
things to that nature. Like I was one of the first people that suggested him, but just the more I looked into it, um, personally, I was, I kind of copped on this Vrabel train towards the end. I thought that would have been a, a home in the run, a home run, big fish hire, a culture builder, someone that we need of that. But I mean, this is the direction they took. So listen, they got to be able to evaluate some talent and put talent on this roster because this offense isn't going to work with Terrace Marshall and Adam Thielen. You can't run the same things he did in Tampa. Yeah. Um, those are my thoughts. Yeah. Um, I wanted to play this uh, clip that we got of uh, Dave Canales, and this is shared from Josh Norris. Uh, this is just a, a taste of what he brings to the table. And before we play it, uh, you know, I feel like even though Anthony kind of went about a different way of saying it than I would, we're at the same place because every year we get so excited. We get so hyped up about this new hire. And then it's like, well, what can you do? You know, it's like what D was saying. This is the guy that we hired. And I don't even say that to demean Dave Canales because I, I do think that he is a really good head coach. And I do think that he is one of the promising young names uh, to be up and coming in the coaching circle. Uh, but I'm just, you know, when you compare him to someone who had like uh, that type of a momentum, like a Ben Johnson or a Bobby Slowick, it, it's easy to see why a lot of Panther fans might feel kind of upset because he wasn't very highly touted until very recently. So I understand when people say, oh, we, we got the best of the rest, you know, the, the, the best that the Panthers could possibly get at this point in time. And I think maybe that he does come with that low profile might actually be of benefit to us and kind of lowering the expectations for this team that he might be able to surprise us a little bit easier. Uh, let's, let's play this clip. You know, I want to make coach Bowles proud. You know, I want to make him right. Excuse me. Um, you know, just, uh, just a guy who believed in me, you know, gave me a shot. And so, for me, it's about just, it's about grinding, working hard and trying to prove him right. You know, and Jason Light too, and uh, the whole group, you know, it's just, um, it's, uh, it means a lot to me. It's important. Oh yeah. Go work teams. He's such a positive person. Here we go. Feet in the ground. We're playing ball. You know, I think it's just been awesome for him to like really trust, trust the other, like trust the O-line. Got that, Tris? You good? He's letting us be ourselves. Uh, is that my end? Yeah, it's just buffering. Yeah. Dude, I'm straight reading his book right now. He's letting Baker do his thing. Yes, sir. Hey, great shot. Giving us a chance to move guys and open up holes for Rashad. Their safeties are triggering like hell yeah. on duo. His number one goal, like I always say, is to put us in the best position to win. Dave, he came in and he did want his foundation of a system. When we were going through that low midseason, we stuck to it. It's like, okay, we guys, we got to get this ironed out. We got to fix the things we need to do. That's what you look for. You want somebody that says, all right, this is our bread and butter. This is what we have to be good at. And then when it comes down to game planning, he's always coming up with new ideas. When you believe in yourself and you believe in who you are, who you've become, I'm 42 years old, been married 18 years. I got four kids. I know who I am. I know who my family is and how we're going to do life and what we believe in. I want the same thing for us as an offensive football team. This is who we are. This is what we're going to run. The same thing through a four-game four losing streak. We're going to trust the system and get better at executing. 
we're going to be so dogged about the things we do, we're going to make defenses play to us. All right, man. A little look into Dave Canellis. They spoke very glowing about him uh, from uh, O linemen to the defensive players to the quarterbacks. I'm I'm liking what I'm hearing from them. Uh, Hey, we finally got the boy White Chocolate Espresso into the show. Kev, how are you, brother? Yeah, can you hear me? Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. All this shit always drops on the days that I work. Yeah. Like Frank, Frank Wright got fired when I was working, and then, you know, Fitter got fired, and then we hired Dan Morgan, and now this. Hey, dude, this is way more important than your work, okay? I already told you that in I'm, chat. Okay, yeah, these, when this happens, drop everything. Even if you're in the middle of a surgery, dude, get out yeah, of there. Get on C3, you know? Yeah, you know those... Uh, you know, the case, uh, the cancer patient can wait on their teeth. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And everyone knows this too. <laughs> uh, but how are you feeling about it, man? Like, do you feel this is just meh? Is this well, great? What, how, how are you feeling? It's meh. Like, it's, I think every pick was going to be meh. Just like Dan Morgan was kind of meh. Just, uh, you look at the stats last year with the Buccaneers, it wasn't all that great. It was meh. It was meh. It was meh. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, like, who is really going to be wowing anybody right now? Is like, if we would have got, I mean, yeah, okay, so Vrabel would bring some strength. Vrabel had four wins. Intensity, you would have Slowick brings the game with CJ Stroud. But 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 what but the point of like we the reason we wanted a guy like Vrabel is because. He's gonna put his foot like I I I'm not saying Canales is already a failure or anything, but Vrabel offers what this team has been looking for a culture builder. I just have questions about. I just feel like, and it's nothing against Canales. I told I called in and told told this, and Tony's like, yeah, I, like this could be too much for him. This is a lot to ask him, guys. This is honestly like. It's a lot to ask him. I don't realize, like, you guys have to understand, this roster needs to be completely rebuilt around Bryce Young. What is your expectations? I'm six wins right now. Yeah, I'd say, like, I'd say, like, five to six wins, probably. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, who, you got to think the first move is you got to, you got to go get a receiver, right? I mean, 100%. if he wants to, if he wants to stretch the ball vertically, we can't do that with the current wide receivers we have. Um, we just can't. But the only the only argument I would say is uh, Mike Evans isn't necessarily considered like the fastest wide receiver. Um, and we have a guy in in Jonathan Mingo. When you look at what uh, Sloak was able to do uh, with um, with Tank. Nico Collins, yeah, no, Nico Collins, he wasn't because right. he was a middling wide receiver at best, and so. If you can have a guy able to get uh, a concerted effort, like I think a lot of the issues with our wide receivers were we were running a predicted a predictable offense. Um, and when you look at the routes that they were having these guys run, uh, yes, we had some slow receivers. Yes, they weren't running great routes. And Mingo certainly wasn't out here excelling at those things. But it it had a lot more to do with the fact that these guys were just running five yard curls and all four of them just stopping in the middle of the field at the same time and, and not doing anything beyond that. It was very predictable. And, uh, and so the hope is a guy like Dave Canales can come in here 
and uh, elevate these wide receivers that we do have on the squad uh, to be more than just uh, five yard outs. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want to talk about a little bit as and certainly we don't want to go and say that Dave Canales is destined to be the next Sean McVay or right. or something like this Pants. is really the Carolina Panthers right now have been struggling to find any sort of direction or, or any any hint of success. And now uh, they've made one more commitment to Bryce Young and Dan Morgan and now. I think Dave Canales is another commitment of Bryce Young here. One of the things, though, is why would they hire him? Part part is this, is the other guys. You know, maybe some of the other candidates weren't as interested. We heard maybe Slowick wasn't as interested in the Carolina Panthers, right? We saw, um, you know, is that Ben John, we're not the toast, the bell of the ball. So why did you hire Dave Canales? And I think one is like CK started out right off the uh, right off the rip is that Baker Mayfield had his best season, right? Is you you made some you took lemons and made lemonade, right? To a certain degree, or at least there was an uncertainty of Baker Mayfield's ability. No one in this room was sitting here pounding the drum saying that he was going to go throw 4,000 yards or this and that. You thought he might be getting damn bench for Kyle Trask at some point in the season. Uh, First-time play caller was able to do that. We've then next talked about his success when it came to or his, you know, he's been involved with some good programs. Man, he's been in the damn playoffs forever, it feels like. He's been involved with Russell Wilson, Geno Smith's ascendancy and return. Uh, now Baker Mayfield made the um, made it. The third reason, and maybe this is the is part of like what we've been looking for, and what we have been hoping for. And Frank Wright was marrying an offensive coach with a quarterback friendly coach to Bryce Young, right? But here is this: is you were talking about the need to build a culture, Anthony, and how uh, Vrabel Vrabel would do that through sheer strength right like it's just brute force of building a culture in a way in some way we've heard some stories coming out that it's not always the most well received by some of these nfl players i've been reading this book uh the sample i could get online from google books for free yeah i can show the picture of it too listen to this though and i think this is why we might actually have a culture builder Uh right He says this, this is chapter five, and he wrote this book with his wife, right? Um, Like in, in, in the preface, they say this is they did not look at each other's manuscript at all before they combined them. So it's kind of like her point, his point, her point, his point, like her perspective, his perspective. This is the beginning of chapter five. I cheated on Lizzie for the first time at my bachelor party one more, one month before we got married. From the start of our relationship, I was binge drinking and going out with my friends without Lizzie. Before I was ever unfaithful to her, I was already there in my mind. Bad habits combined with addiction made it hard for me to resist temptation. It was a pattern I knew well before we started dating. He then goes on to say, basically, this when he went to Seattle, that this just got even more prevalent in his life because of 
traveling around. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, he's a good, a good looking dude traveling around. It yeah. says he says now I was traveling around the country to play different NFL teams, which gave me an opportunity to go out and explore the nightlife. Even if uh, even as I write this, I'm on a plane heading to Cleveland, Ohio to play the Browns. You know, it's, he said this and what he ultimately I think this. The sheer honesty of this perspective. Yeah. Right. The sheer honesty and brute honesty of that. What that is, is I don't think you're going to get a guy who is just telling you things to tell you things. I don't think you're going to get a guy that is going to be that's going to be trying to make power politics like Matt Rule was doing. I don't think you get I think what you might get is a culture of truth, a culture where players can trust you, a culture where players believe your perspective, believe you're authentic. And we saw this is look, the, the reaction Rashad white is truly, he said, no, he's upset. He's sick that Dave Canales is leaving. You saw Baker. I think these guys, whether or not look, the hard thing is for a young, unexperienced coach to go in there and to earn the respect of young men, of 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 men yeah. who are paid more than they young are, young and old. Yeah. yeah. And I think how what do what is the one trait or one of the the few traits that every age group and every person respects? It's honesty and authenticity where you just know where I stand. And once you know where I stand, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I'm not complimenting you to compliment you. I'm not criticizing you to make myself feel better. What I am saying is truthful. And the fact you start a chapter out the first, he's writing this damn book with his wife. Yeah. And they don't know what the other one is writing. Like, Hey, that's, that's brave, man. Like (laughs) the only one, uh, the only person he lies to is his wife. Basically. Well, uh, well, no, this, uh, by the way, this book, well, I mean, it's a, a, a restoration of their marriage. Tony Dungy wrote the forward for it. Yeah. Hey, dude, if oh, Tony nice. Dungy is writing your forward. Hey, people must think very highly of you, man. Uh, bro, people are going to hate me from saying this, but God, a guy like that would have been perfect for Matt Corral. Because he's been into drugs and shit before, but whatever, man. Look, dude, I think that this guy is somebody that has. Look, I like someone that's been through adversity. I'm not gonna lie yeah. to you. If you if you're someone that's been spoon fed your entire life to you know have been given things and have just had every opportunity and you've never known what it's like to actually turn around from legit hardship, then again, even though it's just football, it lets me know that inevitably when your team goes to those down moments that hopefully you're going to be able to have the type of mindset and mentality to see them through the storm out to the other side, man. And again, I know personal, you know, uh, issues in your marriage is not the same thing as football, but the fact that, you know, you've had to go through something, you've had to go through real trying times in in your life. It's, it boils down to that, that how do you get other men to believe in you? That, yeah, even though everyone has a personal life and things can get bad and, you know, you have a wife who's mad at you or sick kids or parents that are in the hospital, that you all have to come together for one collective goal and one collective vision. And getting everyone to buy into that, it, it sounds like he's somebody that would be 
good for building that kind of culture. And we've spoken about that for so long. Who is going to be the culture builder? Who is going to resurrect that culture in Carolina? And a lot of people felt like, well, it needed to be an established head coach like a Mike Vrabel, like a Bill Belichick or a Pete Carroll or a Jim Harbaugh to be able to do that for us. But I believe that first and foremost, it's a good man that's able to build a good culture for a football team. So if he checks all those boxes, then I'm hopeful that he is the guy that's going to be able to establish a culture of winning and perseverance here in Carolina. Yeah. I just, I I hope that David Tepper stays out of it and just lets him do what he wants. Let him go get the pieces he wants. Let him, let him and Dan build a vision. And I said this and I'll say it again. Give him a year to kind of feel out this roster. If they, oh, you have to, you have have to. to get, if he wants to trade Brian Burns, he can trade Brian Burns. If he wants to do this, he can do that. I think that's the big thing. You're putting trust in this young guy who's never been a coach before. Well, put trust in him. That's what you got to do. And I think that goes along with the whole, like, if we want to build a culture and you're asking this guy to be the coach of the Carolina Panthers, then at least let him go out on his own terms. And um, I'd be much more satisfied knowing that, hey, even if we don't think this guy's the bell of the bell or um, people have um, doubts about him or this and that, if, if, he, if he's putting his foot down and he's setting up his own type of vision and he's going through the motions, like just let him go through the motions and figure it out as we go along. Because um, this, this is a hard turnaround for any coach, to be honest with you, whether it's Mike Vrabel, whether it's Dave Canales. And trust me, I'm telling you right now, I'd be asking the same questions if we hired Bobby Slowick or Ben Johnson. I don't care that you're a highly regarded coordinator. These guys have never been coaches before. So Yeah, uh, I, I think, to uh, be honest, I think not only do I agree with you, Anthony, but in in some ways there's a little less pressure uh, yes. on the Canales hire to me because if we had Ben Johnson, I'm sitting here – you know, we're probably trying to just latch on to the hottest name and be excited. And all of a sudden the expectations of a top offense are going to come about and things like this is I think that maybe this it, first is like you got to get who you can get. But this might be just the type of coach that you this is maybe this is the right way to right. find one of those next coaches instead yeah. of trying to force it and force it. You found a guy. And look, and man, these guys straight. I mean, I can't tell you. I'm gonna have to buy this book here, man. Uh, and they said this is like it's. Look, they said this is not a how to or fix your marriage. This is just that they just share their story of how. And it, you think if you're going through that, you got four kids. He's married. He's only he's 42. He's my age. I'm 42 years old, so he's my age. That's and weird. you think of all the all the struggles that he's probably. How about the pressure of him? But, you know, traveling, not pressure, but all the pressure that puts on a marriage. And this is what Tony Dungy talked about them is that they persevered through that. You know, I think you're going to need a guy who is kind of steady in that, who has is rooted. I don't want to just say like Christianity is the way to go. I mean, not everybody feels that way, but rooted in good principles and good intentions. Right. Instead of, you know, 
I don't know. Maybe I, I, I really think it's like, like you said, is hardship can breathe, you know, can really do some things. And like, hey, is I don't know if we're going to get that ego that Vrabel brought. So how about we take one more call real quick? Yeah, let's take some calls. What's going on, fellas? It's Corey calling in. Uh, been quite a minute. I really had much in Nation to, to talk about, me personally, but uh, uh, just wanted to give my thoughts on the new Canales hire. Um, first things first, I mean, I kind of live in a gray area with this team anyway, just because I feel like it's important to not get too high, not get too low, because, I mean, as bad as shit has been, if I just let them always affect me like that, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to be walking around unhappy all the time. So I live in a constant gray area with this team. And that's how I feel about this hire. Because um, there's not necessarily anything to to go rah-rah about, especially knowing, like, you know, we still got Tepper in the front office. We 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 still don't have the weapons that we need. We still don't have a first-round pick, all this stuff. It's going to be um, a... A process. It's going to be a process for sure if we're ever going to get this ship right. Um, but in that same vein, I don't have anything with Canales that would 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 make me say like, oh, this is the wrong hire or this is, the, this is not the right guy. Because I don't know if other Panthers fans or a lot of people realize this, but those big name guys, the, the Brables, Harbaugh, shit, even Dan Quinn, those guys are not coming here. Like, I know Tepper no. got deep pockets, but if you've got a, uh, a proven coach who is trying to, like, get himself back in the seat like that, like, you're not going to go to the worst team in the league with no first-round pick. It's like there's just too many bad things with this team, not to mention I know a lot of us love Bryce, but he's, it's not like he showed – stuff last year that would like automatically have coaches be like, I want to coach that guy. You know what I'm saying? So in 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 the vein that Tony made this point, we would have we our best option was to go with a guy who maybe like a diamond in the rough, somebody who who has shown shown you good stuff, but maybe is getting the job a little bit early rather than late because he doesn't have as many suitors as everybody else. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Um no reason to to poo poo the guy before he gets a chance. No reason to say, you know, he's going to be the savior because we exactly. do have so much work that needs to be done. Um, but, yeah, overall, I think it's a good hire. I like what he did with Baker. Baker's a very different quarterback than Bryce. Their strengths are very different. So it's going to be interesting to see how all that is adjusted. But young guy, offensive mind, can't be mad at him, man. Keep on it. Appreciate it. All right. Well, take another short call, and then you're going to have to download them. i got to go pick my kids up, Cody. Gotcha. Hey, uh, also, uh, uh, Gene Thomas from Buck What You Heard is in the chat. Gene, if you wanted to stop on the show, hit that StreamYard link and come through and talk about Dave Canales. You're more than welcome, buddy. Um. All right. Let me see. Why is this voicemail still loading? Three minutes, three minutes. All right. Actually, can you take care of any other call I'll, I'll try to get back you guys uh first i just wanted to thank everybody for tuning in i'm gonna split i gotta go pick my kids up like dave canales i've got three kids he's got four i've got three we're both the same age he is uh signing a multi-million dollar contract uh i am looking for a beater car for my kid who turns 16 next month so uh support the show smash the thumbs up button subscribe 
and uh, become a C3 super fan. Really excited about I, I would say I'm 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 happy. I'm happy yeah. about this because here <clears throat> I can't be optimistic. I mean, I can't say this. I don't think that the answer the road to success is going to be easy, but um I'm int- I think we're sticking with some of our guns and that is uh just because the offensive coach to tutor the young quarterback didn't work this past time doesn't mean that that's a failed model. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm really enthused by the type of person that I'm learning uh, that Dave Canales is. So Agreed. Uh, that's uh, some really interesting stuff. I'll pass the yeah. mic. You guys uh, have fun. Yeah, man. Antonio, real quick, what was the first uh, three digits of the last number you played? Um, you need to play. Oh God! Uh, I played, <laughs> the last, uh, the last. Oh, it was four five four two five eight. The you need to play three two two one and whatever that four four okay, one so eight the top, is. The top two. Okay, I yeah. got you. And then there is a one down the from one twenty three that needs to be played zero four three zero. I'll write it in okay. the chat so, so you don't forget. No, yeah. I got you. I see him. All right. All right. No, I appreciate you, brother. Yep. Thanks yep. for uh, Thanks, doing the show. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, and remember, if y'all wanted to jump on, uh, the link is in the chat room. Uh, I pinned it earlier. Uh, or if not, just scroll up. But um, And I'll play some more cat calls here in a minute. But Indeed, um, you're muted if you, if you want to unmute at any point. Chime in. Chime in. Chime in. All right. All right. Everybody hear me out now. Go ahead. If the NFL is rigged, right? They are writing a Disney movie right now, man. The addicted, <laughs> adulted coach that got the second chance, right, with a ragtag team, and they work their way to a conference championship, whatever, right? If somehow we can pull that mess off in the next three to four years, right, mm-hmm. I will be sold. That the NFL is absolutely rigged, and I won't give a damn. Okay, <laughs> guess we'll get our Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> just give me my Lombardi, man. Just that's, that's all I want in my lifetime. I just want my Lombardi. I'm 43 years old. I have been supporting this team since day one, right? Understood I don't that, care dude. if it's a 65 year old dude that can motivate dudes that's on his last breath, or if it ain't nothing but a 26 year old dude that has somehow cracked the code on how to lead men. Just give me a dude that can get us to a championship. All right. And the problem is, like we've said so many times, we have gotten so close. We have NFC championships. If if Canellas, think about the story, man. If Canellas could get us a ring, man. Mm-hmm. If he could get us a ring, man, that would be one of the greatest. Forget the blind side. I was almost gonna say, remember the, not remember the Titans is always number one, but this would be number two, man. This would be number one. I'm this here. For Even I mean, think about it from this perspective. The the benefit to this is number one, not a single Bucks fan that I've seen is happy that he's gone. Number one. Nope. Okay. Uh which tells you that he at least from their perspective, he may not have been a top 10 offense, but the dude was worthy of sticking around. And I don't think any of us would have thought at the beginning of the year that the Buccaneers were going to have the offense that they had 
uh, with the 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 you know with the questions around their offensive line with Baker Mayfield coming in to compete for the starting job, not even guaranteed to have the starting job, and they were able to turn his career around. He's going to get a contract, and it's going to be a good contract with the Bucks, and 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 that happened under the leadership and the offense that was created. And this is the thing: he's coming from a defensive-minded head coach, which means. That offense was unequivocally his offense, right? So when you talk about what this does, number one, it's a blow to a rival because they didn't want to get rid of him. We took their offensive coordinator, uh, and we'll see what happens to who they can replace him with. But right now, I don't think the Bucs are super encouraged by the fact that Canales will not be there next year. Uh, hey, yep. And I want to ask you all this. Uh, to everyone on the panel, to everyone in the chat room, all 176 of you. We appreciate y'all for hanging out with us. Uh, and then after this, uh, we'll uh, we'll play three more calls. Uh, what do you think the chances are of the Panthers actually luring someone like Mike Evans to the Carolina Panthers? Like, do you think that's reasonable, or is this just another pipe dream because uh, Canales was the OC for Mike Evans last year? I mean, it would be a uh, Mike Evans specifically, maybe. Um, I don't think it's going to be a, a necessarily a, a draw for other, other wide receivers. Um, you might see guys come from, you know, that might be interested from Seattle, but I think largely these guys just don't know who he is. Like, uh, you know, a lot of these pe- these other players, I mean, he's, he's, I mean, let's be real about it. Until he became the offensive coordinator of the Bucks last year, we didn't know who he was, you know, uh, so that's the only thing I would worry about is that, is this a draw for other people? If, if Vrabel had come here, I think that's a draw, right? Yeah. I think Canales is going to have his work cut out for him for a couple of reasons. And, and the main reason is he's going to have to draft. Well, him and Dan Morgan are going to have to develop players. Um, if they don't, I just don't know that free agents are going to want to let me rephrase. I'm not sure he's going to be able to land free agents that are interested in winning championships he'll be able to land free agents whose sole goal is to make money. But that's, there's, that's, that's, a that's one of those things where uh, most people are going to go somewhere. If they can take a, if they have to take a small pay cut and go somewhere to be a competitor, they're going to go there. So this year, I just don't think we should get our hopes up. Yeah. Okay. I think Mike's I, going to a contender I, or he's re-signing with the Bucks. I don't think, I think kind of what CK said, I mean, if we had a bell, if we got a big fish, then it's definitely an attraction spot, but there's just so much unknowns right now. Um, I I don't know, man. I agree with CK. I think we got to draft well is how we're going to turn this thing around, man. I mean, let's, let's, let's look forward to having a solid 2024 draft, whether that's hitting on second, third and fourth round picks or whether that's, trading someone to get into the first round. I think that's where we really got to start here. Yeah. And I wanted to reveal the results of this poll too. Uh, I put in the chat or the Carolina, or are you confident in Dave Canales as the next Panthers head coach? Uh, my answers I gave uh, for the people were incredibly confident, somewhat confident, uncertain or terrible hire. And with 131 votes right now at 47%, People are uncertain. Yeah. So it really says that there's a lot of, eh, I don't know what to feel around this Dave Canales situation. Um, but isn't that fresh, though? Like, isn't that a fresh sure. thing to have well, happen? Because 
as somebody in D, I know you want to, I'm going to let you, uh, my apologies, I'm going to cut you off there. Yeah, oh, was that out? My bad. Um, I don't want to, my entire mindset with that is the amount of pressure that was on this team. If we hired a Vrabel, if we hired a Bill Belichick, if we hired a damn Jim Harbaugh would have been excessive. To the roof. I, I think right now this hire is going to allow players to play. That's it. Players to go out there and play, coaches to go out there and coach, no expectation, hope that it's going to go well, but not really expect anything in particular. And that's going to be good. Uh, obviously, we want excitement as Panthers fans, but I also think it's it's going to be good for our psych- psychology, uh, you know, or, psych, uh, or a psyche valve, if you will, uh, for us moving yeah. forward, because we're not going to be going into this with such high hopes just to be crushed again. Um, and then if things happen, we're looking at, I mean, can you imagine, Do you, many of you guys who were here during 2015, like that feeling of thinking our season was over because Kelvin Benjamin was gone for the yeah. season and preseason God. was abysmal. But I can tell you with a incredible like amount of certainty, every one of you that experienced that, made it made that feeling of when we went 13. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill and oh like you're like wow how what in the world is like every single week was a gift it was a gift and so i think i'm hoping that that's something we experience uh this year but right now i think expectations are going to remain fairly low um which is also one of the people in the chat had talked about it i think that's going to be a reason why free agents aren't necessarily appeal or, or, or drawn to carolina right now yeah, but I, I like what it sets up, though, CK. I like the fact that because he doesn't have a, a name, he's not somebody that people really know and already have connections to, that the you know the expectations are low. I mean, think about this time last year when we're making these hires. We did put together the all-star team, right? And everybody had, oh, do we have so much coaching knowledge on this team? There's a collective 11 mm-hmm. Super Bowl rings. Everybody was so hyped. And whereas this one, it's like, eh, I don't really know. I don't really know what to think. I, I, you hear good things. You hear people say bad things about how the offense wasn't ranked very highly uh, for his time in Tampa Bay. But again, I think that's kind of bereft of a lot of context, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, again, I, I like the fact that we're kind of sleeping that we're kind of under the radar. I, I think this is a good thing. Hey, we got Al DeSantis on the show. Uh, Al, what's up, dude? How you feeling about how you feeling about this hire, bro? I mean, I'm not mad, bro. I'm not mad, but it's like an uncertainty. But to the point is like all these coaches are uncertainties unless it was Jarba. I mean, that's the only one certain that you really had. I mean, Belichick's uncertainty still also a little bit. Because you don't, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, he he could be, a, he's a young coach. He, can, he might come in here. He might be the next Don Shula. He might be, you know what I'm saying? He might be the next, he might be the next big coach. So 
I mean, I'm gonna right. give him a chance. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and shit on the man. You know? Yeah. But no, I I, I kinda like I mean, the, I mean and like and and you saying that and you saying that um you know well my bad what did you you said um yeah yeah it's we're not we don't got the pressure we don't right. got the pressure like yeah. that and, yeah not everybody's and, looking and, at um, us to perform yeah and like you yeah. and then you have you would have Ben Johnson in here and um oh Ben Johnson and this best thing and this best thing and then we yeah. go fucking like another two and fifteen and if we if like, we what? if we do bad next year like with Canalis it's not like we're okay, we expect it. Ben Johnson yeah. comes in here being the hot commodity, and there's not a like we're not a better team. Like I think we're immediately jumping to the oh my god, did we make the wrong hire? Because that's that expectation. It's similar to Bryce Young being the number one overall pick and being traded up to be the number one overall pick. That pressure on him was going to be incredible compared to any other yeah. quarterback in the draft because not a single other team gave up what we gave up to get him. And so, and the fact that he underperformed is a like it's it's going to impact him. It's it's a direct impact. Like after that year, we all like all of us were not exactly thrilled with how he played. Right? There might be again extenuating circumstances, but we expected more because he was the most pro ready. That's what we were told by draft analysts. That what we were told by every single person that loved Bryce Young is he is the most pro ready quarterback, and. Yeah. We had the worst record in the NFL. That type of pressure yeah, isn't on either of these. It's not on Bryce Young anymore this year, right? We've had he's had his worst. Fingers crossed, right? Yeah. So um, we, we yeah. do, if, at the end of this year, his him improving, but the team maybe not looking great doesn't impact Dave Canales as much as it would be yeah. a highly taught, you know, sought after quarterback or head coach. Yeah. I think that goes without saying. Uh, hey, uh, hold on, hold on, one say, second, uh, Al. Let me, uh, let, let me bring in my man, uh, Mossy Man, back onto the show. What's up, dude? Kanichiwa, what's going on? Keep pounding. Hey, uh, David Canales was my third choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first one was a uh, Hakeem uh, Morris, and my second choice is Ben Johnson. I think we got a a uh, probably a uh, first base to second base. I, I'm I'm still doubtful in, in, in the experience, but I think we got something. If we take some time on, he's going to be a winner because he knows how to communicate. I mean, I've heard from people from Tampa Bay uh, that it was a sore loss for them. I think if we give him time, he might be a winner. So I know he's better than Frank Wright and uh, Matt Rule. So we okay. got to give him a chance too. You know, I think he's going to make this maybe, maybe this coming year. My prediction is five to six wins, but I think he's way better. I think we have some hope. And if we could keep uh, Evero and uh, Chris Tabor and some, and get rid of camping and find a good uh, offensive coordinator, our offensive line coach, I think we have the potential in the next two or three years to dominate this, the NFC South. And I'm speaking real facts. So correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. No, hey, I, I love the optimism. I, I like that. Um, it looks like we have a guy that might be able to implement a collective offensive vision for the Carolina Panthers. And we've really been lacking at that. 
Uh, let me introduce my man, Keep Pounding. Uh, Keep Pounding, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? Pretty good. I'm really yeah, excited I, uh, about the fire, I think. Um, it brings a fresh new uh, experience to Carolina. And, um, you know, like everybody's saying, Tampa feels really frustrated with not having him there anymore. And I've been kind of tracking the the coaching hires and everything else. And uh, someone told me he runs the uh, West Coast offense, which is interesting. Yeah. If you try to mix that with Bryce Young, it could work. Yeah. Um, and also Southern California guys, both of them, you know, uh, they come from that, that, that Christian background. Uh, and they're, right. you know, that they they both have that connection to the offensive side of the football. Uh, I think Dave Canellis could find a lot to like in Bryce Young. Um, and my uh, uh, another question, then I'll play the final cat calls. Um, do you think this means that we retain Ejero Rivero? Dave Canellis yeah. said nice things about Ivero uh, in the build up to our to our game with Tampa this year, I believe the first time. So do you think that's something that you're expecting now? Or do you think he brings in another defensive coordinator? I think, yes, he sticks around. You did a strong head coach to keep everyone around, you know, and keep him from wanting to jump to somewhere else. And, uh, you know, speaking to uh, Canales' character, if you saw the interview, that he did recently uh, about the postseason. I think it was very interesting. He hit on a lot of different things. Development of players was one of them. And we have to clean out this coaching staff because there's a lot of people in here that were not developing our players correctly, and it's led to a player mill. And we've got to, we've got to clean this out. And I like – Canales' approach and how he does things. He's very honest, and I, I like what we're doing here. This could lure out a really good offensive coordinator knowing that we have good defensive top 10 uh, units here. And if we can retain some of these players, that could lure out somebody maybe like Bobby Slovic. Who knows? But he's I've heard reports that he's trying to get his wide receiver coach here, so. I uh, I would say I, this goes. Yeah, my 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 opinion on the matter is there's only one reason Ivero stays. There's only one, and it has nothing to do with the head coach. It has everything to do with him proving that he can develop guys after their first year. You know, to see what developments happen with the defense one year to the next, being the defensive coordinator. The reason I don't think that he stays around uh, is a couple of reasons. Number one. We've interviewed him twice for a head coaching job and snubbed him both times. Okay. Um, so that's one. Number two is if I am Evero, I'm looking around the league at the potential D, D, you know, DC openings, the Eagles, maybe even the Ravens. You look down, uh, you know, maybe even uh, uh, the Cowboys if Dan Quinn finds his home in uh, Seattle, like many people are questioning whether that will happen. Uh, or even, even going down to Atlanta. And because, uh, I mean, they have a lot of superstars as well. Um, if I'm Evero, my thought is I'm going to go to the place that's going to allow me to shine and also allow people's eyes to be on me. 
um, to give me the best opportunity to actually score that head coaching position and not just be a Rooney rule interviewee. Um, that's my reason. I just don't see any other reason he would stick around uh, other than just proving that he is more than just a, uh, you know, I can do okay with, you know, decent talent. I just want to see him be a part of a winning football team. Yeah. Vero. You know, like, I feel like he probably is getting as much, as much love as, you know, maybe even like a, like a, like a Dan Quinn, if he was able to be on a team that had an offense that could actually benefit and play complimentary football to that defense. Uh, I, I think it's ultimately a good thing that Ivero comes back and I hope he does. I hope they add some better personnel to the defense and really kind of show, um, you know, what we're capable of building here in Carolina. Uh, hey, let's, uh, we have two more cat calls. Good. It'll be a good thing when the bear does come back because the continuity and then you got Dan Morgan with the continuity. And then we got a young head coach, like I was saying about uncertainty. Like we didn't know, we don't know if Ben Johnson's going to be good. So I don't know. I, I'm not going to sit here and, like I said before, I'm not going to do that. But I think continuity is a good thing for the team. It's a good thing for, um, you know, it's a good thing for the team, man. It's a good thing for the team. And I, yeah. and I think we got a direction yeah. now. I think we actually got like a real direction now. And I think that Tepper is trying to take his hands off and let the, let the workers work. And if that's what you're paying for, let them do their job. And, and I think he's going to try to take a step back and not be jumping in and trying to put his hands up in the pot, the gumbo and stuff. And, you know, so I think it would yeah. probably be good. Yeah, hey, absolutely. Uh, hey, I, I just found this clip uh, of Dave Canales talking about getting passed up as the Seahawks offensive coordinator uh, back in the day. Um great knowledge from the coordinators who came in in that time and it really expanded my game I trust Pete I trust his wisdom but at the same time truth be told personally I was mad oh so hey he has a little dog in him he got a little bit of dog in him I like that I like that he said nah that should have been my job son I like that and uh Let's hope we can bring that fire and tenacity here to Charlotte. Let's go to the next cat call. Yo, what's going on, my C3 family? D, Stanford, North Carolina. Shout out to the great Tony Dunn. I think we already heard D. We had D on the show. So we might have somebody else in here. I like some thoughts about the new head coach hire. Um, Yeah, I... If you could say cautiously optimistic after everything we've been through the last, you know, three, four years now, um, I will say the way he, the way he's been kind of the man behind, uh, you know, Russell Wilson and Geno Smith and Baker Mayfield all having improvement, um, that's a bit reassuring. Um, curious if he's going to be the one calling the head, you know, calling the shots, calling plays. Uh, I'm also curious to see who he's going to bring in for staff, uh, where those people are going to come from. I'm sure there's a fair amount of people thinking, oh, it's um, probably going to, you know, probably going to bring in staff from Tampa, but given, you know, connections to Seattle and whatnot, um, 
you know, also the connections Dan Morgan has in, in Buffalo and whatnot. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, some faces from those two franchises pop up. Um, you know, as they say, raid the cupboard. Um, but yeah, you know, there's the, the whole, oh, the run game wasn't that strong. Well, you got to remember, Tampa didn't have running backs that were very good. I dare I say it. I think Chuba Hubbard is better than uh, Rasheed White. I believe that oh, was the same as Tampa. I, I think we've already got a better uh, running back one. I mean, maybe we could do with a with another one. Honestly, Sanders, I've got enough doubts about. Um, I think we all do. Um, you know, there's there's going to be a glut of free agent wide receiver talent this year. Um, I think it's five or six pretty big names. So I don't think it's too far-fetched to see us grab one of those. I also don't think it's too far-fetched to see an improvement in some of the talent we've already got. Uh, you know, you know, Mingo had moments at the end where he started looking really, really okay. better, you know, towards the end of the season. That obviously tapered off again. But you, you got a question with how messy things were last season, how the uh, – how – out the window was it to see anything improve, and, and how much was the team just trying to get out of the season at that point? Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's the symptom of, of what happened. There's just a lot of, let's just try to get through the season and not get completely embarrassed in any given situation. Uh, you know, there's fortunately a couple high moments. The Green Bay game sticks out, even though we lost. But I think there's there's plenty to glean from this that, that could go either way, but I think it's mostly positive. Josh from Matt, I'm out of time. I'm out. And don't forget to check out them articles on the C3 website, y'all. Your boy be your boy be getting Hey, my boy Josh from Matt's getting busy on Cody. Carolina at Chronicles. Cody, let me, dot com. Cody, let me say this. I'm gonna jump off. I gotta go get some uh stuff for my daughter. She got a fever going. All right, so, yeah, uh, go ahead, Al. But also what I like about Canellis is that he's in the retrend, but he's been in the NFL for like 15 years already now. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's right. that's a plus right there. So he knows the NFL game. He knows how to deal with players. He knows how to deal with all this extra stuff. It's not it's not Matt Rule come from college. And my man, how, how are you happy for another yes man? Man, come on, see, dog. Don't come out here with talking about some yes man stuff, bro. You see the direction that the team's going right what now. What direction, man? Dan Morgan is a yes man. Way. How did we get better? But he, keep on going. Keep on nah, going. He, he's not. He's not a yes man. He's not a yes man. You, you, oh, you know this is. You know this is Dan Morgan's pitch, right? My man, temper hard or firm. Temper hard or firm to find somebody and hire somebody in house. That's that's that, that, yeah, that is hilarious. I'm optimistic, but that is funny to me, man. Like you're bringing a firm, and the dudes are you there with you? The dude that you've been working with, that, that is funny. Pick, he's the best pick. You, you act like Dan Morgan's not qualified to be a GM. Yeah, man, what the fuck has Dan Morgan done? Who is the GM? Come on, man. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I tell you, oh, man, oh my God! Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Al. No, I, I'm yeah, at go, work. I'm gonna give my my opinion whenever you get a, done. Al. I was listening to somebody. I was listening to buddy in the Panthers head. He was saying something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go ahead, Kevin. The thing that Dan did was go after Tillis and show interest in Tillis, who was the, uh, the 
Chief's right hand man to the GM. Yeah. And if you look at his profile, it looks like a resume of just beautiful things that we don't have here in Carolina. Now we haven't hired Tillis yet, right? That that isn't official. No, we we interviewed him. Uh, yeah, but uh, hey, Al, I know you got to jump out of here, man. I appreciate you, big dog. If we're if, yeah. we're, uh, if we're still live, yeah, if we're still live when you're done, then uh, jump back through. Yeah, man, I appreciate you. Um, hey, let me. Uh, hey, I only have one more cat call. Let me play the last call, and then uh, I'll introduce our new guest into the show. Hey guys, loving this hire. To me, this is our Shanahan. This is our Lafleur. No more Coach Eeyore. No more burnout. And honestly, I think Brable was a a true consideration, but I think he asked for that Belichick control, and there was no way Tepper was going to do it after he got burnt by Matt Rule. Keep pounding. Let's start this new era with Canales and and start anew. Great podcast. Uh, I right. love you guys. Yep. Appreciate you, man. Keep pounding. We appreciate your uh your input into the show. Uh hey, first up, let me uh let me just go one by one here. I got my man Michael Weidrick in the building. Michael, what's up, dude? How you feeling about uh everything, man? Dave Canales, uh even Dan Morgan, if you'd like to comment on that, man. Okay, what's up guys? How y'all doing on this fine morning? Doing good, man. How about yourself? Uh I'm doing good playing some Madden right now, listening to you guys and whatnot. Um, but yeah, but yeah, like honestly, I feel like we're if we're thinking that this offensive minded coach is gonna do something for us, okay, that's your guys' opinion. But we gotta look at it this way. If he doesn't succeed like all the other coaches we've had, then yeah, it's it's not a good hire. That's why I'm not I'm not hyped. And I'm also not saying he's going to be a good co- a good coach, mm-hmm. but there is going to come a time where we're going to start thinking to ourselves, okay, is this the right guy for our franchise? If he's not, then why are we hyping this guy up so much that we just possibly can't, you know, think straight? Because yeah, yeah. David Tepper, again, or I will say this one time and one time only, He's an entertainer guy. He's not an owner, okay. But honestly, right. I hope Dan. I hope Dan Morgan automatically thinks um, positive and automatically has a good idea of how to uh, strategize his whole team for a football team. And honestly, like I just can't. I I don't know. Like it's a it's a toss up between me because yeah. I can't really think how good this coach is going to be sure he's been coaching for other teams but he's he's not at that head coach level no there's not a lot there's not a lot to know about him you know he's been something like that he he hasn't really been coaching like this is last year if i'm not mistaken was his first year been a a coordinator wasn't it uh yeah that was his first time ever as an offensive coordinator real quick let me just say something real quick yeah go ahead see dog shout out to see dog i don't know why everybody's so like you know i'm saying this this this, is his first year in doing offense the buccaneers if i'm not mistaken they were ranked like 23rd in offense right so we went and got a motherfucker that's not good you know i'm saying to be ranked 23rd in the fucking offense you know I mean, I, and then to bring him in and say he's going to be our fucking saver, he's going to goddamn save Bryce Young. I mean, come on, man. 
You know, well, then everybody I'm, keeps, saying, I'm not saying that, uh, C Dog. No, 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 I'm not saying you saying that. I'm just talking about what oh, some of okay. the other people are saying, you know, but right, I, I, right, I, I, right. I agree with everything yeah. you saying, my man. I, what's your name? With the beard, what's your name with the beard? That's uh, Michael. Michael Wydrake. You said Wydrake? Wydrake. Yeah, that's yes. Michael. Yeah, Michael. Mike, yeah, but yeah, Mike, I agree with you, Mike. I, I don't, I don't like you. I don't like the damn mortgage. I don't like, I don't like none of this shit. Right, Cause, exactly. Because damn mortgage is with the same motherfucker we just, who just got fucking fired. We used to the yep. clean fucking house. Yep, yep. Exactly. Uh, well, I mean, hey man, if uh, one of the things that that we're gonna have to be looking for is how long of a leash do, does this new front office and coaching staff have with Bryce Young? Now, obviously, y'all have heard me say that you bring in these guys to try and get the most out of Bryce Young possible, and I think that's why the hire was made because of what he's been able to do with, let's be honest, some quarterbacks that people would consider mid to mid-tier. So if you're able to take a, a quarterback of the style of Bryce Young, put enough talent around him, I, I think that's what they had in mind when they made this hire. Uh, but hey, man, I get the night everybody believes in it. Let me let me welcome everyone on the show, and then I'll let everybody just kind of have it out, man. Uh, first up, I got my man Cole back on the show. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? What's going on, Cody? Hope you're having a good day so far, sir. Yeah, man, happy to have you. And then, of course, I got my guy Kyle from Charlotte Sports One. What up, dude? Hey, how we doing, buddy? Doing good, man. All right, so now that I got Cole and Kyle in here. I mean, y'all have it out, man. Like, how are y'all feeling in, in general? Like, do we feel like we're on the right path? Do we take a step backward? Are we too excited, like C Dog said we are? Like, y'all, y'all, let me know, man. How, how do we? How y'all feel about this? Kyle, I'll be real quick with mine. Um, Cody, I feel indifferent but yet optimistic at the same exact time. I feel like as a Panthers fan, my heart's been damaged too many times with the past couple of hires. So until we see the type of people that he's going to bring in here, coaching and uh, personnel-wise, I'm going to hold off my judgment. But the number one thing I want to see is I want this scouting department gutted. I want us to go about everything differently, and I'm not sure if I'm going to get that. That's what I'm most concerned with. You could be the goddamn Morgan. Exactly what you just said, sir. What you just said. Yeah. And real quick, let me say one more thing, man. Everybody talking about Geno Smith and Baker Mayfield. The only difference between uh, Baker Mayfield and Geno Smith and, and and Bryce Young, Bryce Young can't throw a goddamn deep ball. I keep telling y'all this shit. Unless Canales going to come in here and go get me another goddamn quarterback. If he can, if, I'll tell you what now. If this, if this motherfucker Puerto Rican come in here, if this Puerto Rican come in here and say he want another goddamn quarterback, he my goddamn coach. But if he, <laughs> he, 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 but if he come right. in here with the, oh, I can fix Bryce Young and all this bullshit with Bryce Young, uh, I'm telling you right now, he, he's not my fucking coach. He's not who the fuck I want. I need Sorry somebody like who's going to come in here and not go for that bullshit who's going to stand, stand up the fucking temper. That's why I you say damn Morgan's right. a fucking yes man to prove until he proves me otherwise. See, dog, yeah. I, I think that's a there's not a single coach on the planet that would be able to come in here and actually bench Bryce Young next year. Not a single person on the planet would come and take this job. Vray yeah. will come in here, it's Bryce Young. You know, it's any any quarterback. Vabro, you talk about Vabro, no Vabro, I think Vabro would have benched his ass. Mike Vabro ain't going for that yeah. shit. Most definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's all hopeful thinking at this point. Like, if you don't believe in in Bryce, nothing that the Panthers are about to do or have done is about to change anyone's mind. Like, only Bryce is about to change people's mind on whether or not he can do it or not. 
Um, but yeah, the type of leash and how long that is on Bryce, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, let me get my man Kyle in here. Kyle, uh, how you feeling, bro? So I guess it's just, uh, for me, the first thing that comes to mind is if he was still in Tampa Bay, if Dave Canales was still in Tampa Bay and he was still doing, you know, the offensive coordinator, whatever, whatever. And two years down the road, head coach gets fired or whatever would dave canales have been a candidate for that job and if we can confidently say that he would have been an optimal candidate for that job then i think it's a good hire you can't say say that though but i want to base him on his talent talent. but i can't i can't say that for either program but you're right but I think that if he was the right hire and, and people, if we think that that was, you know, the case, then I think that that at least we're heading in the right direction. Um, whether or not that was the right person that we could have gotten, we didn't interview the good ones. So, I mean. Yeah. No, but we, need, we need a fucking Dan Campbell. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck yeah. we need? A, a football yeah, motherfucker. Definitely, definitely. God damn, man. Do you think that would have been Grable C Dog? Do you think that would have been our Dan? Campbell? Yes. <laughs> fucking yes. So, mm-hmm. so C Dog. leader of fucking men. Can I speak to that, though? Like, I, I I was really pounding the same the same drum for, for Vrabel, and I, I listened to a couple things today. There's a podcast on Apple Music where they interviewed a couple of players, like linebackers, that were in his system. And uh, that's RKM or something like that uh, on Apple Music. I think I uh, posted it on my Twitter. But uh, he talks about how Vrabel went in there and lost the locker room. And that's how he got fired. And, you know, I hear more more and more posts like that from former players that were in the locker room with him that that happened. And, you know, just the stories that he had to say, you know, uh, Woodyard, I think, was the, the player. But um, uh, very interesting to, to consider it from that perspective, because, yes, he does have the uh, old school kind of background. And, you know, the kind of hard-nosed, gritty football. But at the same time, he has my way or the highway kind of attitude. And I'm not really sure that that would be great here in Carolina. I mean. Yeah, and also, like, didn't we just do the thing where we hired a fire head coach and then only the one and done of the next year? And then be like, oh, well, maybe the organization around the head coach was the problem. But it's like. I, I don't know, man. Like I, I thought this is the shit that we should have done last offseason. That if you wanted the guy that you were going to pair with your quarterback, whoever it was, for the foreseeable future, that you would just go with the trend that every NFL team is doing and, and hire the young, bright, offensive head coach. Uh, that's and- what we're doing now. I feel like we're always a day late, dollar short. Like we're doing the thing that we should do a year too late. So only now have we hired our GM before hiring our head coach. You know, only now are we hiring the young, bright offensive mind and just hoping that it's not too late in the process. My my issue with the idea of, of going with an old, like going back to like a Ron Rivera or a Mike Vrabel or a Bill Belichick is every other team is moving on from that. When you see the most successful teams outside of maybe KC, 
and that's because Andy Reid's been ahead of his time from an offensive uh, play caller his entire career. But outside of that, it's all the longest tenured head coaches. He's almost on the verge of being fired this year, at least you know what people are speculating. Uh, I just don't know that going backwards is the answer. Um, I feel like you have to move forward, and I don't know that a Dan K. Or I'm sorry, pickle that of Rabel. Hey, what's up, bro? I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, Pat the Pickle joining the show, man. Uh, how you doing, brother? Uh, what up, Pickle? What's up, man? I'm good. Um, you know this hire. I I don't. I'm not overly hyped. I'm not overly disappointed. It's like the Morgan hire. I'm not overly hyped. I'm not overly disappointed. Why? Because I think we hired who we could get. I think it's a freaking pipe dream to think that we were going to get somebody else. For, uh, uh, for example, Mike Vrabel. I live in Tennessee, folks. Mike Vrabel lost the locker room before. A lot of it had to do with the GM, but the messages got lost in the shuffle. Okay, it really did. Um, there's a lot. Dan Campbell, somebody mentioned we need Dan Campbell. Y'all realize Mike Rabel, oh, Dan Campbell was on the edge of getting fired after his first year. That's just that's just what he was. Because, yeah. you know, th- there's a point when uh, we're not um, – I'm hearing an echo. I apologize. Um, you know, I, and, and I deplore people to, to understand that – David Tepper ain't going nowhere. So if, if you hate the Panthers bad enough that you hate David Tepper, then it, maybe it's time for you to relook at different things in your life because he ain't going nowhere. And uh, um, you know, you, if 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 you've been a Panther fan for five or six years and all you can have is negativity, then maybe you need to reevaluate. I talked to two people today who have had enough, and they were out. They were out as Panther fans. So they, wow. they let me know because they unfriended me, and I unfriended them, and I said, have a nice life. No That's hard feelings. Crazy. After everything that the Panthers have been to, it's crazy that these moves would be the final straw for someone. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Dan, and it, really, like, this is – this yeah, is what I, did it for you, huh? Yeah, and, and you know what? It makes no sense to me because here's the concept. If you hire Mike Vrabel as your head coach, because now let's not let's be fair. He wanted complete control over the roster and the front office. He wanted Bill Belichick control. He didn't just want roster control. He wanted Bill Belichick control. He wanted to do every contract he wanted to do, every draft pick, complete control. And that nobody's getting that in today's NFL unless you've won a couple Super Bowls like Andy Reid has. Hey, but Prince uh, Pickle, real quick, let's see, though. I got a question for you because you went to Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, to me, my personal opinion, when the Titans brought in that new GM that came in, did he yeah. come in last year? The black guy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ray, I think his name is Ray. Ray Carlton, whatever. I think his first name is yeah. Ray. But uh, to me, yeah. they were both bumping his. And then at the same time, to me, Mike Vabro Mike never had a, a, a solidified quarterback since while he was there. It's just my personal opinion. Well, right. well, see, I'll tell you the truth of it. Uh, M- Mike Vrabel did and he expressed that issue. He didn't want that guy at all. And uh, you mean Will the owner hired the owner lives in uh yeah no no he didn't want the GM uh-huh. the owner lives in Houston Texas and she don't travel to Tennessee but maybe once or twice a year and she spends about two weeks there and while she's there 
that she she goes through and she wants she's like the grand inspector. She wants everything spot shined and dolly faced. And she she watches it on TV and she talks to the GM directly. She she didn't want she uh, Mike Vrabel wanted um, a a scout that's in the rankings up there that used to be in the Panthers, but uh, he's now like vice president or something. Um, he, she, that's who Mike Vrabel wanted up there because so he would listen to Mike Vrabel. If Mike Vrabel had come to Carolina, the amount of power that he would have wanted from the organization probably felt like a little bit much for. David oh yeah, 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 yeah. He wanted he he didn't just want roster control. People say he wanted roster. Matt Rule had roster control. He didn't want roster control. He wanted complete control. He wanted yeah, he to wanted be the to guy be who signed the contracts, the guy who did the drafting, the guy. One currently right now in the NFL, there is, to my knowledge, there is one guy that has that much power, and that is um, Andy Reid. That's the only guy left with no. that much power. No, so, Tom and Bate with the Rams got power. No, no, I can't. No, it's no, no, no. Even look, the Rams McVay don't have that kind of power. He just gets along with the sir, GM. Sir, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Uh, let me explain to you, sir. You can go back and watch a clip of Sean McVay in the, the day of the draft when they drafted got them Puka Nakua. And and, and Sean McVay was right there talking with the goddamn GM. And the GM was like, well, you know. It, it was basically talking about his numbers and everything, and how they could bring him in, how he could basically be a, another a Cooper yeah. Cup and everything. Yeah, because they get along so, good. I know, but what they, they, get, they get along really good, and they talk about it like a head coach and the GM should. Well, but, they talk about it. it. it, it was, I mean, maybe that's bad, what we're Cody. getting. No, maybe that's what we're getting now. That's what I'm hopeful for. That what we're getting now with the relationship between Dan Morgan and Dave Canales that maybe we're going to have some of that cohesion like they had in L.A. Uh, look, hang on. I wanted to play this clip of uh, Pete Carroll. Uh, this is Pete Carroll talking about Dave Canales. He is one of the young guns. He's one of the guys that we see come through the league that you know, have that kind of that connection to uh, creativity, uh, freedom of thought, openness, uh, that, that allow for so many good young guys to, to make it. We see it, whether they're play callers or whether they're head coaches all it, it's happening and it's a really cool yeah, element to, to you see guys express their ability dave is one of the guys that fits right in with that he's been so deeply involved with us that he is us I and mean, he's you know we talk the same language we see things the same we evaluate the same we have the, the, the backlog of stories that we've shared and what we've learned and how we've grown and dave's a guy that has for me, I've always gone to him and, and communicate with him because he has great vision and great insights, and he works really, really well with people. And so uh, he's been an integral part of our process along the way. So I mean, he's, you know, he to me, he's gonna he's gonna be highly successful. I don't, I don't see anything yeah, but that. But um, it, it is. Good. So he basically said that Dave Canales was synonymous with the Seahawks' offense and what they were doing. So look, I, if you don't think very highly. Of Dave Canales, bro, ain't shit I'm going to say make you feel different about it. Only real results are going to make you feel different. But seeing as he has been such an important person at every organization that he has been in, dude, it lets me know that this is a guy that has been on the rise for a long time in the NFL. And my hope is that we're getting him a year early 
that if he would have went back and, and spent another year as the offensive coordinator for the Bucks, dude, maybe he's the Ben Johnson of the next coaching hire where everyone's talking about him, right? That's something that we need to consider. If we're a little bit early on some of those things, then then I'm I'm loving it. It means that we're a year ahead of the curve. I don't think it's going to matter until we get players. True that. True that. Let me just say something real quick. I, I feel like yeah, uh, another thing. I feel like this was like a panic hire with John Harbaugh getting hired. You know what I'm saying? And even the guy who, the, even the Titans' new head coach, I, I didn't, I, I didn't want him. Alhan, you know, but yeah. you know, but I feel like they, they seen the, both of them hires go by. I feel like Tepper just being Tepper, he just rushed to the gun and hired this guy. That's just my personal opinion. You know, the way the dominoes yeah. feel. Yeah, you know. I think De- uh, Dan Morgan had a big part. In it. Oh, for and that's sure. a good thing. And that's a good thing. I yeah, mean, they were they, the head coach. Yeah, they were friends or uh, and uh, teammates or they were on the part of the same team in Seattle. So again, that Seattle is really where it starts for both Dan Morgan and Dave Canales. So whatever you think about the, uh, Seattle as an organization, that's fine. You can love it or hate it but he's been around a veteran coach that knows the importance of running the football like Pete Carroll. He's also been around some great wide receiver talent like Mike Evans, like DK Metcalf, like Tyler Lockett, like Chris Godwin. So he knows the type of difference makers that we would need on this team. And uh, like somebody said before, I'm hopeful that maybe he might be able to get the most out of the young guys that we do have on the team right now, like a Jonathan Mango, like a Tommy Tremble, even more so than we've seen. Uh, I agree with what Josh from Mass and the Cat Call said. I would take Chuba over uh, Rashad White or whatever his name was with Tampa Bay. Like oh, that's, no, that, hell that, no. that's easy. No. All right, man. No. Whatever. No. Uh, no. Chuba's Cody. a downhill no. dumper, man. People be disrespectful. Man, Rashad White is six one, two fifteen, sir. Oh, and he can, he can catch. And he can catch the fucking ball. Uh, he can't do shit to Chuba, can't. That's all I'm saying, bro. Man, Chuba's a oh, man. Chuba ain't a power back. Rashad White is a power back. He's an all around back. I mean, I don't so think what, we're going to get another running back anyway. If, hey, if Chuba's not a power back, then what the hell is he? He's a uh, he's a scat back. back. He's, he's not, not bad either. Yeah, right? no, he, he don't catch the ball enough to be considered a scat back. See, I'm he's just all around back. running the ball. He's a downhill thumper. Hey, you're muted, Kyle. Uh, no, no, he not. He, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's Kyle, not. You're mu- Kyle, you're muted, brother. You're muted. You're muted. All right, he's a power back, but Chuba Hubbard is a pickup truck, and old boy stop, is stop it, a much stop larger it. truck. Stop it. Versus a pickup. Super part weighs like what? 210, 205? Stop. <laughs> yeah, but dude, that's Stop. all. He's like, he's like in the ass. Yeah, but you ain't got to be. Me. Bro, you, you don't have to be. You ain't got to be 215 pounds to be a power back, though, see? So, so Cody, so so from this past season, you telling me Super proved to you that he got that he's a pounder, that he's the, the, the Deontay Foreman. From this year year and last year, if we had a better offensive line, everyone's talking about Chuba as one of the best in the NFC. Oh my God! Jackson is one of top, one of my top five mistakes of all time of this fucking franchise. I I, I hear you, but I mean, he went went for over a hundred yards rushing against the Lions the year before. We had that good offensive line. 
Hold on. What's the what's the concern with white over Chuba? Do you feel like it's what? I, said, I was just saying, White is all-around all running back. You know, he can catch the ball, run the ball. He can do it all. I did say size. And he's bigger. He's 6'1", 220. You know how big Chuba is? 6'1", 210. Like, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not say. a thumper, though. He's they're, not a fucking the same, thumper. The same dude. See, that the same dude. They're not even that different. Ain't no, I'll tell you right now, nobody's scared. Ain't no defense worried about Chuba Hubbard coming on the goddamn pipe. Ain't nobody worried about that line. shit. You need that. He was the one making people miss on the team. Oh he was the God. one actually picking up yards. Uh, bro, give him an O line. Give him so, an O line that on, can block. Nick, Nick Goins was better than Chuba Hubbard. I could name a whole lot of quarter running backs from back in the day that's better than Chuba, dog. Man, they got better lines though, man. Oh, oh, oh my god, too trash though. See, no, no, no. I, I listen. We need to. We need to. I am not a major Chuba defender, right? Never have been. Uh, however, when you look at, for instance, the fact that the Buccaneers were the last ranked rushing offense in the entire league last year, like you can't have this argument. Yeah, but that's just exactly Nick Goins was lit. Come on, man. Like, come on, let me talk about their numbers are exactly the same, actually. Hey, let me bring my man JJ uh, into the show. JJ, what's up, dude? To be fair about y'all saying Dave Canales had the worst rushing offense last year, Tampa had like the worst rushing offense three years in a row, basically. Yeah, they did. Sir, I don't care, but last year it was on him too. And they had a 23rd ranked offense last year. So our new head coach got the 23rd ranked offense last year. Like Cody said, he probably should he should have waited a year to get his got no credentials up. But then if he got his credentials up, we're not in the running anymore. Yeah, we're not the number one contender to get. That's what I'm saying. We if don't this, we don't have credentials. But look, that's what I'm saying. If this dude is the next offensive line, then it's better that we hire him now when he doesn't have that. Name commodity thing going like Ben Johnson had this. No, White is six one, man. But real quick, Cal said something earlier. Like, what? Because somebody in the chat said something about uh, Cal, the the Bucks would have made him the next head coach. No, Todd Bowles was to get fired. So when Cal brought that up earlier, you know, if if, if the Bucks didn't Todd want him to be the head coach, why, why 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 do we want him to be the head coach? No, no I was hypothetically. I was saying hypothetically, if had to replace, then they had to replace him. Would he be a candidate? Would he be a strong enough candidate in the in house to be able to want uh, upper management to want to promote him? Is is what my point was. Yeah, and hey, by the way, all the Tampa Bay fans are all pissed off that that we're taking taking him away from them. So. I think that's the same. Why are they mad about a 23rd ranked offense? What are they mad about? Do they not know his numbers? Maybe they wouldn't have been as good if it wasn't for him, though. You don't know that. If you look at Chuba's numbers rushing and uh, White's rushing, they're basically the same. They're the same dude. That's what I'm saying. They're the same dude. White has more receiving. He is Rashad all around back. But back. we just argued that he was a power back. Like that's the thing. It's like, the argument has now shifted to he's a power back to now he is a all around back. And no. the thing is, is Chuba has a all around from the get go. That's what I'm saying. Power and he can catch the goddamn ball. And, and he's so, six one. Hey, let me let me look. Let's do this thought experiment. 
and we'll go around to everyone. What's it's one average thing, under four yards per carry. Look, what is one thing that Dave Canales <laughs> can do to get you into his good graces? I'm going to tell one you games. right now what mine is. Just one Mike at guard. Oh. Let's go. <laughs> this man comes from a West Coast style of offense. He knows the importance of pushing the ball down the field. You don't do that unless you have a dominant interior O-line. If he is able to put Icky at the best position, I am instantly on this man's side. So that, but what is something that he could do for y'all personally that would make you feel like, all right, my boy's on the right track? Win games. Utilize play action with Bryce Young. You know, actually have okay. a consistent offense. Oh, my God. Win the locker room. I'm going to have to say my opinion for him is mm-hmm. to draft a quarterback that can throw the deep ball because if you have oh, Bryce Young out there, if you God. have Bryce Young out there, more importantly, you're going to be disappointed because he will put up stats more than wins. Okay. That's my opinion. So move on from Bryce Young. That's what they'll put you Yeah, if, uh, if he come in here and move on from Bryce, I agree <laughs> yeah. with goddamn Mike, man. If he come yeah, in here and give him another quarterback, uh, he's my coach. But if he come here talking about he can fix Bryce and all that BS, it's, it's a waste to hire. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Cody, remember that, remember Cody, that energy? Remember get that energy you had last week or last year for uh, Baker Mayfield talking about he was trash, he couldn't do nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm talking about C-Dog. Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. That, that, yes. that same energy... Guess what? Guess what? Old boy went and did. He went and fixed Baker Mayfield. Okay, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How are we gonna say he fixed Baker Mayfield? Uh, Baker Mayfield had two Pro Bowl receivers. I'm about to say that. Two? What? Hey, yo, that that, was not the narrative about Mike Evans coming into this season. Everybody said Mike Evans was about to fall. Everybody said Mike Evans was about to fall off with Baker Mayfield. Chris Godwin's been a shell of himself since that ACL injury a few years ago. He he ain't been the same. I talk about injured all the time. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but the, that same argument is the argument that Bryce Young people have been having with you all year that you put talent around him, he's going to succeed. So now we got a head coach who has proven a quarterback that is undersized and is given time to throw the ball and given weapons can actually come in and actually look like a top ten quarterback. All of a sudden, you're saying if he comes in and says the same thing about Bryce Young, you're not going to be willing to actually follow him. It doesn't make any sense. There's a you got, look, he, you got nine fucking wins, nine wins in his weak ass division. Hey, no, it's on, not. Man. You you come know on, it's man. not about that offense is the only reason why that didn't that only had nine wins. Yeah, Baker man, made, like, that's a, you're made, putting a a blanket stat on, on right on the day. Right, and he so, had, they ranked twenty third in offense, though. I mean. Dude, do you realize what he did in his first opportunity at offensive coordinator? His very first opportunity, he took a guy every other team didn't want. Not a single one. The Panthers in quarterback hell didn't want him. Uh, the Browns in quarterback hell didn't want him. He took went down there for his first opportunity and was able to turn him into a top 10 quarterback. Did you think last year, based on what you saw from Baker Mayfield, that he was even close to being in the top 20? No, nah, I mean, uh, I know he wasn't, but real quick, it, I mean, man, no. But you know what? God, he wasn't, but man, look, man, look, look. I, I hear everything you're saying, man. I hear everything you're saying, 
But man, like I said, he, he I'm not impressed with anything. A 23rd ranked offense does not impress me. Oh, 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 it does it. Let me tell you all this real quick. You get this right quick. Mike Evans had a better year with Baker Mayfield and Dave Canales than any year with Tom Brady. That's insane when you all really think about it, man. Well, they didn't have, but they didn't have Gronk. But it, man, Tom Brady and, won a fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. Come on, stop it, stop. And AB, stop. You constantly bringing up Brady the twenty third ranked first year and won a fucking Super Bowl. He was probably getting more targets too. I'm just my argument this entire time, and it will be. And same thing with Dave Morgan, uh, Dan Morgan. I've been here the entire time saying that neither of these guys were my top three. But if you are coming into this and you're going to nitpick everything he does from the get-go, you've got to judge him by his successes, not by your intent for him to be unsuccessful, right? And so if you're coming at this with the perspective, I don't like him because he's going to be moving forward with Bryce Young, he has no choice. Bryce Young is the guy. We gave so look, up too much to just give up on him after one year. Name a the only quarterback that you could possibly say that was ever given that type of treatment was Josh Rosen, and that was coming from a Cardinals completely, uh, a complete Steve Wilkes, Steve Wilkes masterclass as a head coach. Steve Wilkes never. Steve Wilkes didn't even want to draft draft Josh Rosen. Stop! Sure. Stop it! Stop it! He didn't even want that motherfucker. Yep. He wanted Josh Allen. I'm sure I mean, Steve Wilkes also it, didn't want to have the worst defense ever, but he fucking did. And guess what? It's going to be interesting to see what the Panthers do. And, and guess what, too? When that happened, when Josh Rosen was released, they had a top five pick. They had the number one overall pick and got Kyler Murray. So they had a plan to go get another guy who, by the way, was undersized. And they were they knew that they had an option. We have a guy who Bryce Young, who underperformed last year. We have no draft pick in the first round. Uh, so getting rid of Bryce Young under the guise that we're going to draft a guy in the second, third, or fourth round to actually replace him is just hysterical. Yeah, I mean, dude, there's so many questions. Did you know that we're, we're not going to get our answers anytime soon, man? Real, real quick, Greg, let me go. I got a question for my man, Greg, real quick. That's man, how many? How, I mean, my bad, CK. Yeah. How many wins do we get now? Y'all telling me we're gonna we gonna keep Bryce Young? He he gonna be the fucking? Uh, and this is why I don't want this. This is why I don't want. I, I, this is why I don't like this hire. You know what I'm saying? But just tell me how many wins you predict for us next year with Bryce Young? It's impossible to do that right now. We don't know what our weapons are going to look like. We don't know what our O line is going to look like. We don't know what our defense is going to look like. Who our coordinators are. To ask me to do that right now is impossible. Okay, yeah, now we're, we're, ask me. Hold on, hold on, hold on Cody. Yeah. Ask me. Ask me. Hey, How many hey, wins Cody, do you think on. we're gonna have? Hold, hold on. Two hold fucking on, wins. I, I I predicted last year we were gonna win two fucking games with fucking Frank White, but I didn't want Frank White ass. I predicted two wins last year. Okay. I'm telling you so, right now, we right. with David Canales, we're gonna win two fucking games because we don't got a. I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm mad. But we, look, we don't, have a, we don't we don't we don't have a we, look. We don't have a quarterback. And real quick, I'm gonna say this. Look, man, just for thinking this. Look, man, you can't tell me why the fuck we didn't got them go get got them Lamar Jackson. I'm gonna remember uh, a lot of, that. A lot of teams, the New York yeah. Jets. Yo, all, yo a, a, everyone, y'all remember how I gave uh, Anthony shit for all the Bryce Young? Yo, C Dog, you better pray to God we we win two games. 
because I'm coming after you after this, bro. Because <laughs> Dave Canales is legit. I believe in him. Anyways, Cody, I gotta go. You you asked earlier what is something Dave Canales can do to prove himself to us. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think in game adjustments. You know, oh. uh, multiple yeah shit like that, bro. That's that's a huge part of success in the NFL nowadays. Yeah. It's yeah. a part of your game plan and in game adjustments. If he start doing that shit year one, then we good. Hold on, sir. How many wins do you predict for next season, sir? How many wins do you predict, sir? Six. We'll triple our wins. Boy, stop. Stop it. (laughs) We're feeling optimistic uh, with some people. Not so much with others, man. I love how six wins is optimistic, by the way. uh, I'm telling you right now. If Bryce Young plays every fucking game, I promise you, like I said again last year, teams going to have eight men in the fucking box every fucking game. Every fucking game. I promise you, they will. I mean, we'll see, see, man. Since since we cut Cam Newton, has there been a Panther player you're happy with? Because as long as I've been on C three, you ain't never been happy with no pants. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Well, this, hey, this, right hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I got pick Derek Brown and Jeremy Chen, and then I'm so I'm so upset with Jeremy Chen because they, they don't even know where to put Jeremy Chen. He's a free safety or a strong safety, but they mm-hmm. put him yeah. wherever you know, like. But I, 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 I love Chen. Jeremy Chin won't come back, or I wouldn't. He's a free agent. He said he don't want to be here. I I wouldn't want to come here either. We fucking suck. Jeremy Chin, they'd have to pay me $25 million a year to come back. Then I don't want to sign a deal. Who who, who has been good besides McCaffrey? (laughs) Besides McCaffrey and Cam Newton, who have he gotten that's been good? Who, 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 who? Frank, I mean, wow, but yeah, but he still ain't no Luke Kiko. Who, 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 who can we get excited about on this fucking team? Who, what can see dog be happy about about this fucking team? Well, look, I'm telling you, it, it, it's all going to depend. Uh, well, go ahead, Kyle. No, 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 hold on, Kyle, hold on, Kyle. Now, look, since Tepper has owned this team, we hadn't had a winning season ever, ever. You know, at least for me, at least for me, have Ron and Cam. Even you, we knew we could win fucking games. Let me tell you something, man. When we had Cam Newton, I didn't give a fuck how much money I spent on the game ticket. God, I knew we had a fucking chance. That's it. We got a fucking that's, chance. That's the point. That's the point right there, C Dog. We knew we had a chance. That's what I'm we trying to tell y'all right now. When I go to the game, I gotta pick what game I'm gonna go to because I'm, I'm, I'm basically it's a waste of fucking money right now. I'm, it's a waste of fucking money. Hey, uh, who do y'all think yeah. going to be the OC? No, that's a, that that's doesn't probably matter. the next big it question. Matter, Canales Canales. It doesn't matter. Canellis is going to call the plays anyway, so he just needs somebody to help yeah. install the game. You know what I'm saying? Who should be calling the plays? You know what I'm saying? for one year. Come on, but, man. I mean, but, but again, in that one year, but, uh, look, he's been the offensive coordinator for one year, but he's also been the passing game coordinator basically his entire time in Seattle. And he felt like he was passed up. And I think that he was mad about that shit. Listen, I think that he is a name that's trending upward. Uh, we, we have to give him at least some type of chance. Well, real quick, Cody. It's not even like a situation with Frank Reich that came from another organization that was fired. They already told him that he's not the guy. This is a brand new guy with a brand new energy. He's a younger guy. 
listen, man, I think there is a lot to be excited about when it comes to Dave with or without Bryce, man. They're going to have to let them build this team in their image and, and how they view the football team. I'm looking at T. Higgins for this offense. I know you don't like him, to see, but I think T. Higgins is perfect. Please stop saying T. Higgins. No, please stop saying T. Higgins. T. Higgins is not coming. Nobody want to play the fucking Bryce Carolina to play in the offense that Dave Canales is building. I really do. I mean, look at what they were able to do for Tua. In Miami, man, I'm telling you, this shit is about no. to be similar. No, That's hold on, you real have quick. to build. Are we going to get Tyreek Hill? No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick. In, yeah, the, in that playoff game, when the deep ball that Tua threw to Tyreek Hill was underthrown, a quarterback, when, it, when you're in inclement weather, you got to have a quarterback that got a fucking arm. Well, they the, solved the, the, that the problem. They solved that problem. They fired their defensive coordinator. No, I'm talking about for the the, 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 the Dolphins. The Dolphins don't have a quarterback. Yeah, that's what the Dolphins did. Right, but see, dog, we're not going to change Bryce right now, though, bro. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It, it, it don't matter how we're much you hate the Bryce. kid or love the kid. Bryce is about to be the quarterback for the next two years, bro. Well, if we love that shit, if we hate that shit, that's what it's going to be. So if you're hiring someone that's going to get the most out of an underperforming quarterback – well, damn it, at least Dave Canales has done that shit before, bro. He has proven to take a mid-level quarterback, and I know you don't even think he's mid, but he has elevated his game with the type of play calling that they have, bro. Nobody thought shit about Geno Smith, and now he's viewed as a starting quarterback in the NFL. It takes some time, man, but you're going to have to give it a little bit of time before we start judging Dave Canales on what We're going to have to get a run again. Yeah. Why, yeah, can, real quick, why did the Seahawks keep him as an OC then? Why didn't the Seahawks keep him as an OC then? Well, they didn't, they didn't uh, they give him up. But, yeah, they never promoted him when, when he was wanting to be promoted, so he went somewhere else. Hold on, let me go to CK, and then uh, I believe Kyle is going to jump in. Uh, go are, ahead, you guys, are you guys concerned at all that the Panthers haven't officially announced this, though? Mm, no, I really not. Because um, even though it hasn't been officially announced, I've, I've, I mean, dude, this is as official as, uh, you know. I know, but that's like when you saw that happen with Dan Morgan, like you got the news, and then within a matter of like minutes, right. the Panthers put out our new GM is Dan Morgan, right? Y'all, what, and, what, y'all remember the, remember I, the Colts, right? I, I, with, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, uh, Josh McDaniel. Yeah. Yeah, with Josh McDaniel. Like is there is there a potential outcome where he's he's agreeing to terms for right now, but he's going back to Tampa saying, Hey, can you match this? I would like to stick around and show you like actually build on this oh, something special that we've been shit. building. Talk your um, shit, CK. If 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 I remember the tweet that I read, unless there's been more that I because I was at work that I haven't read, he they offered him the job and he accepted it. That's what was released. That they still were working on the contract numbers. Yeah, that's and that same thing happened with uh, so, McDaniel's though with the Colts. Like right, they yeah. had they had announced like they got to the point where it was like official almost, and then he just backed out. Yeah, I think he even yeah, signed his contract. Yeah, his wife backed out. He, yeah. he did some old bullshit. His wife told him not to because he spent so much time in the bathroom. Yeah, he, yeah. Josh McDaniel's oh. is an irritating little punk. He's Bill Belichick's boy anyway. 
he Billy Billy. was doing blow in the bathroom. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you know, Matt, Belichick loved that job for a reason. Maybe he just liked that boy. Anyway, hey, how about uh, Canales was a wild boy after what Tony read? <laughs> like, man, yeah, said, I like man, him. He was a wild boy. Yeah, he's the type of dude that'd be partying with Kev on a on a on a Wednesday night. You know, let's, let's do it, bro. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, you're trying to make that man backslide. Kev. You're wrong for that, I'm trying to make him upslide. Nah, bro, you're wrong for that, bro. You're wrong for that. Um, I mean, look, I'm probably uh, I mean, I'm probably gonna get everyone's final words here on this because we're gonna do a Friday free for all tomorrow at 7 p.m. So we're gonna we're gonna do this whole song and dance again uh, in a little less than or a little more than 24 hours. So um, I'm gonna go around to everybody and get everyone's final thoughts. Uh, let me go to my man Al the Sailor back on the show. Al, what's good, dude? Yeah, yo, yeah, great show. Um, I'm not, yeah, man. I'm, I'm not, but not mad about the decision. Like, hey, you uh, start like over. Hey, start over, right Al. Now. You were breaking up. Start over. You were breaking up, man. Oh, I said I'm not. I said I'm not overly hyped. I'm not overly hyped, but I'm not mad at that decision. I feel like we have a direction going now. And I feel like we got something we can go with. We got to figure some spots out on the roster, of course. But I'm mad about it. And she always say Nick Coins is better than Hubbard. Come on, Steve. Stop playing. <laughs> stop playing. <laughs> no, I hear you. Y'all are so uh, fucking delusional, man. You know what? We are. We have been sorry so fucking long. Y'all are. Y'all are. Harp, y'all are happy for bullshit. That's what the fuck wrong with y'all. We have been. No, 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 no. We have been so goddamn sorry. Y'all just happy for any goddamn thing. We won two fucking games this year. Wake the fuck up. Maybe, maybe we're not. Maybe that's wrong. Nobody said nothing about it. That we're happy. I didn't say nothing about wins and losses. We can handle ourselves with respect better than some people can. Well, I mean, dude, look, nobody has the right to say that it's going to be successful or that it's going to be shit. We don't know yet, man. We just don't know. And I get everybody's going to jump to conclusions. You don't know, bro. But, God, y'all got, bro, we're going to have to let this live. Let it live for a little while. Let everybody uh, come to their own conclusions. And, hey, Everybody's going to keep their receipts anyway of who didn't believe what when. So it's like, shit, man. I don't even know yep. what to think of. See, right, dog, give me your, right, uh, give me right, your final. Uh, oh, yeah. Wait, uh, but you're done now? No, let me go ahead. I'm sorry, man. No, my I, I was, was, was going to say, I was going to say, um, who who was Sean McDougie? Oh. All right. Cut. Is, yeah. Say it one more time. Listen, we say how? Somewhere way down the line. I said, who was Sean McVay before he got the job? You don't know, bro. You don't know right now. So we got to Man, this dude ain't Sean McVay. Sean McVay came from motherfucking Shanahan. We don't know come that, on, though. Come on, man. We don't know that. We don't know that. It doesn't matter, though, bro. Before he got the head coach he was a nobody. Yeah, you don't know that he's not that. We don't know that. Al, Al, check me out, Al. The Seahawks could have hired him as they OC. They didn't. So he left and became the OC at Tampa Bay. You know what that tell me? He the kid at the park. If he didn't get picked to play on the on the, on the team, he took the fucking ball and went home. 
But maybe they were right, though. Maybe he was right for doing that. You know what? I'm going to finish on the Friday free-for-all. Yeah, yeah, he does. He definitely does. I'm going to finish on the Friday free-for-all because I could have just jumped on that. But I'm going to let everybody get their word, and I'm done, too. All right, Cody. Thank you. Everybody. Yeah, man. Have a good day, CK, Pickle, C-Dog. See you later, bro. All right. Have a great day, man. Keep pounding, <laughs> Mike. Yeah, keep pounding, uh, Keep pounding. Uh, yeah, man. Um, see, dog. Let me let, let me let me get your final thoughts, bro. I know you already kind of made the thoughts. Now. Real quick, my final thoughts, man. I'm not impressed with anything. I'm not impressed with Dan Morgan. All that shit is just, you know, like I said to me, Dan Morgan, just another fucking yes, man. How goddamn Scott Federer was? Cause you went out here and said you were going to hire this fucking team, and and you, you just, just to hire somebody in house. Then you we got then go get the dude Dave. Like I said, he, he only had one year calling a, a, a offense. It, it wasn't like no prolific offense. It was the ranked twenty third. So he he got to show me. You know, at the end of the day, he got to show me. Now, if he could come in here and make Bryce Young look good, I would shut the fuck up. I told y'all this shit last year. If Bryce Young come in here and and, and be and fucking ball out, I would be quiet. Cause a lot of people talking about Bryce Young would be better than Cam Newton and all this bullshit. Until otherwise, he can never feel Cam Newton fucking got them Under Armour cliques. Until otherwise, period. Right. With that being all said, right. everybody have a great fucking day. Whenever you come in here, make sure you hit the goddamn like button. Make sure you subscribe to this great fucking content. They got them go live every Tuesday and every goddamn Friday. And they got the goddamn uh, the game recap on goddamn Sunday. We didn't have a game simulation this year because Bryce Young was so, too fucking sorry. That's my opinion. You know what I'm saying? But may, hopefully CK bring that shit back this shit next year. <laughs> you know, the game simulation. But everybody have a great day, man. Appreciate you, C-Dog. You're a real one, bro. And like I said, we, we let everybody talk their shit up on C3, man. Uh, hey, uh, let me go to my man, uh, Cole. You still in the building? I am, Cody, walking around these hallways right now, watching, waiting for 5 o'clock. Uh, real quick, I gave Frank Wright and Matt Rule the benefit of the doubt because they were ours, and they were both beyond ass. So there's absolutely no reason that I can't give the same support to Canalis and just hope for the best. But I won't go into too much because I know we're probably going to go live tonight on Spaces. I'll let Pickle and you plug that, man, but I appreciate you as always, Cody. Yeah, man. Y'all check out my boys Panther Pickle, Diesel Skills, my man Kobe. Uh, Man, check out the boys, man. They're always uh, running these C3 Spaces. I believe every... um, but what are y'all doing? Pickle Monday and every Thursday? damn day now. <laughs> yeah, damn day every, yeah. Wait, technically we do it Mondays and Thursdays at six thirty. But I'm a I'm a sucker, yo. See what I mean? He's got big old sucker. Because every time somebody says, "Hey, let's do a show," say, I'm the same way. Every time we sneeze, we do one. I, yesterday they wanted a show because. Uh, somebody says something about variables. All of a sudden, they call to show up. Uh, but nonetheless, we do them and, and we we have fun yeah, while man. we're doing them. And and uh, the best thing about Twitter Spaces is the host commute everybody. Just like Streamyard needs Streamyard needs to follow suit. Yep, they Twitter, need to follow suit. Um, uh, Jake, my man Jake, y'all know who I'm talking about. Jake the Snake. Yeah, Jake the Snake. He had I I put him as my co-host. He's one of my co-hosts. And in the middle of Tony talking, because Tony visiting, he was having his little say. Jake muted everybody in the whole chat. 
<laughs> Even so, the professor can get muted out here. Exactly. So if you come to spaces and you get muted, don't, don't take get, offense to it. Don't get your panties all twisted. You damn that's, right. That's what because saying. if you do, I'm going to tell you shut the hell up and then kick hey. out. <laughs> <laughs> he has... He has proven he will do as such. Uh, yeah, y'all, y'all follow him. Y'all follow uh, Panther Pickle Diesel Skills, man. They've been posting up these spaces. Cole, yeah, man, they've been killing it. They'll probably go live tonight, as you heard. Uh, my man Kyle. It'll probably be before 6.30. All right. Kyle from Charlotte Sports One. Happy to have you again, bro. Uh, give me your final thoughts, man. So I mean, like I'm in just an echo chamber now. I mean, we've we've given up so much uh, faith and optimism and hope for who we've hired in the past five years. So I mean, why not just continue on that train? You know, that's that's what we do. You know, so uh, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he has turned bad quarterbacks better. Uh, uh, my, my biggest thing is. If Bryce can't throw more than 40 yards how d- accurately over and over, how does he scheme up plays that are less than that, that we can take advantage of separation, that we can get receivers in here that can do that? Um, so that would be the thing that would win me over um, personally. But, yeah, uh, and as far as, like, guessing wins, I'm betting that we do better than we did uh, this past season. Um, God, let's hope so, man. God, yeah, we need, we need, we need some, yeah, we need some <laughs> upward, upward trajectory, man. We need right. something fierce too. Uh, but yeah. Kyle, I appreciate you, brother. I'll be seeing you tomorrow night, man. Yes, uh, yeah, man. Appreciate you. Uh, next up, uh, the boy white chocolate espresso, uh, back again on the show. Hey, don't think I haven't noticed that you've been absent from the Friday free for all, bro. You better bring you her ass, bro. Yeah, his girlfriend controls what he does. Yeah, that's what it is. Girlfriend said, hey. you got all this shit to do on Fridays. Yeah, she what, told I, you. I got two options. I got two options. Talk nah, about you know, it. Nah, nah, you just. Bro, you what am I, I, I going to do? I'm just yeah, saying, you got to convince her to let you do both at the same time. That'd be yeah, nice. Yeah, both. Hey, uh, there's a term for that. They call it pussy whipped. Anyway, uh, you damn yeah, right uh, I am. <laughs> uh, next, be uh, a man. Yeah. So, okay, give me you a final. Get on the show, man. then you get laid. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Because you're I mean, the man, and you control what she does. You make sure. Uh, you're okay. Pro- yeah, yeah okay. probably <laughs> not. Yeah, pro- probably yeah, not his I've been girlfriend. For I'm just saying. Years. You tell her that, bro. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> about to be a nurse i'm, I'm not upset not sure. we, we, want that, we want that on video too bro okay set it up and when you tell her that it's all on video and we can all see it yeah so we can watch yeah, it sure. go ahead give me your uh final thoughts oh uh, i mean uh it's meh for me until you know free sleep happens and then you know the draft so my optimism might go up our own end, but until i see something like Real improvement wins. It's it's all yeah. Holding your thoughts until we see something. I I hear that. I feel it. I feel it. I mean, Dan Campbell, Uh, his first year, uh, won three games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. We're gonna have to be patient. Uh, Next up, my boy Michael Weidrick back on the show. 
Michael, we appreciate having you as always, brother. Uh, give me your final thoughts, man. Okay, my final thoughts before I get out of here is this. We have to stop getting over hype about new coaches because honestly, if they're not working out for us, then they shouldn't be coaching because this is going to be the end of hopefully something that we've been going through for a while. Um, and I'm not too overhyped about this coaching staff. So I hope that we can automatically fix this, uh, get this done. And, uh, and it's like C dog said, um, if Bryce Young balls out, uh, this year or somewhere appointed to that, then I will shut up too. Cause I don't want to see a guy that can put up good stats and not put up wins. That's all I'm going to say. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. If it's not winning, it don't want, it. we don't want, it. we don't want any of that nonsense. If, uh, if they're not bringing the W's to Charlotte uh, last, but never least, uh, one of the four horsemen of the C3 apocalypse, my man, Codizzle Allen. Uh, I appreciate you jumping on again with me, man. Happy we were able to react to this together. Um, what say you, man? Your final words for the show. Uh, I, if you are looking at what we've seen happen over the past week and you are already of the mind, I'm giving up on the Panthers, that's fine. Enjoy your time away. Uh, we don't really need you. Uh, it's not something that when you come back, I don't want there to be a matter mm -hmm. of, you know, I knew that this was going to happen. I'm so, you know, I love Dave Canales. I love Bryce Young. I love this. I love that. It, it can't be any of that, right? You come in, you start enjoying the show, you start enjoying the Panthers, but don't you dare sit here and say you knew from the beginning don't you dare sit here and try to say that you were an advocate for that person from day one. You deserve to be able to enjoy the Panthers winning. We all do. But at the end of the day, these guys have a, they have, they're at O and O both of these guys, Dan Morgan and Dave Canales um, until there's any evidence otherwise as to why they're in the positions that they are. We have to root for them. If you're a Panthers yeah. fan, you root for them. You hope that things go incredibly well. And it's okay to be reserved in your excitement. I'm reserved in my excitement. But I tell you what, it feels like a fresh start. And a fresh start with after what we've been dealing with for the past three years, four years, four and a half years, five years, really since 2017, a fresh start is going to be something that we desperately need. And uh, if this turns out to be the guy, then we can all be excited and jump up and down for joy. Heck, yeah! I'm uh, I'm hoping that we can all jump for joy fairly here soon, man. Um, Panther Pickle, give me your final words, and we gonna get the hell up out of here, boys. Yeah. Um, I uh, just want to say, uh, Canales wasn't on my top five list. I put a top five list on Twitter the other day. You people would uh, my Slovic. And Munkin were my top. I had Johnson on there, and I had um, the defensive McDonald, the defensive coordinator for the Ravens on it. My fifth one, I said it didn't matter. That was my list. Um, that being said, I'm all right. I I'm happy with this. I also didn't want Dan Morgan hired as the permanent GM. But it, it is what it is, and 
I mean, like I said before, David Tepper doesn't call me and ask me for advice. If he did, I'd damn sure give it. But he don't. So um, I take what I can get. Uh, I think we're going to be better. I think it's a slow process. Canales could work or he couldn't work. Okay, I, you, you don't know this. Uh, nobody knows this. It's like screaming and yelling because this receiver or this person, any free agent, ain't coming here. You know, you don't wear his underwear. You don't put on his britches at night or in the morning. So you don't know what he's going to do. Um, um, so that's just my opinion. Um, yeah. I, I have a lot of hope. I think we're going to be better. I think we're going to be better because I don't know how we could be worse. Um. Well, we we might need to cool on yeah, that too, because um, nobody I, thought we would be worse with the uh, right than Frank Rule or the Matt Rule either. So. Right. I, I want to shout out to a gentleman in the chat. If he took offense as a sub C dog said it, it wasn't meant to. I don't think it was meant to be that way. Uh, nobody should use a derogatory term for a people of a different race. Yeah, no we love everybody here. Again. Yeah, um, I don't think Sid Dog meant anything I, by it. I, I think everybody everybody comes on the show. Everybody's right. got strong opinions. Everybody comes from different backgrounds. But here at C3, we love all the races, genders, and religions, man. As long as you're a Panther fan, we're going to let you come kick it with C3, y'all. Right. Um, don't worry about C Dog. I take care of C Dog. <laughs> all right, well, man, look, this has been another impromptu version of the C3 Panthers podcast, breaking some news. Dave Canales, the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. We will be back. We're going to be doing this again tomorrow at 7 p.m. for another edition of the C3 Friday Free-for-All, uh, where just like this, you can be a part of the show and join the conversation. We'll probably have new news tomorrow about some of the specific details and just more things that will come out in the wash over that time period. But my name is Cody Lashley. We will be back with the show tomorrow at 7 p.m. for another edition of the C3 Panthers podcast. We bid you farewell and tell you to keep pounding. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com.